haven't told I haven't told this one on the podcast yet. So okay. Okay. when I met Pete Rose, I choked like crazy. He's he was at some uh, there was a charity golf tournament that I was at the golf course that I worked at, and I, I I so I put on my work clothes and went to the golf course and just hung out for hours, and they just didn't know I wasn't on the clock basically, and uh, I was talking to him, and he's really funny, and he's like filthy and he was just everything you would hope pete rose was but like i was shaking the whole time like i wasn't even that i'm not even that big of a pete rose fan like he's got a weird haircut he's an ugly guy you know what i mean i judge all my heroes by their looks but anyway uh he he freaking he he said something what did he say he said something i said something back to him goes he goes well i haven't played since the 80s and i went really And I'm, I'm, I'm a baseball guy. I know Pete Rose hasn't played since the '80s. I can tell you how many hits he has. You know, so I was like, I, as soon as I said that, I was like, oh fuck, I'm just done. I just can't like, I'm not. This guy's not gonna think I'm cool. There's no way he's gonna think I'm cool now. So All over. It was yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing beats my Val Kilmer story. Um, <laughs> what have I, was it at that went, concert? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went to this concert which was full of celebrities. Uh, my wife. Uh, she had separated my off. wife it's been a while oh, I, sorry <laughs> uh, she, had, she had separated off from the, the party and we didn't know where she went and when she came back she was like i was just talking to val kilmer for like 15 to 20 minutes it was crazy and uh later we're walking through the crowd and all of a sudden there's val kilmer right in front of me and he recognizes ashley and she's like hey val and I'm like, oh, my God, this is happening. And then she goes, this is Jacob. I was telling you about Jacob. This is Jacob right here. And I look up and I look into Val Kilmer's glimmering eyes. This is about this is like 2007. This is right after he filmed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, like he's, you know, he's hot stuff right then. He's looking, looking good. And I looked at him and I shook his hand and I looked him right in the eye. And I said, best Batman ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that I lied to him as I said it. And he knew I lied to him as I said it. And then as I just basically looked confused as I continued to shake his hand and then the handshake ended and I walked away with my tail between my legs, knowing this horrible moment had just happened. And, you know, cause like, I love Willow. Willow's like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I, I could have been like Mad Mardigan and he probably would have been like, oh, cool, Willow. You want to be friends? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, but instead, best Batman ever. <laughs> and then I didn't even see this, but my wife tells me a few minutes later, did you see that Robert Downey Jr. was standing right next to him? And I was like, oh, so he, he was there that night. Right. I knew his kid. OK, All right. right. And I was like, no. And she was like, yeah. And as after you said best Batman ever and you walked away, Val pouted and Robert Downey Jr. patted him on the back and said, take it all in, Val. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that's fat face Val Kilmer, too. You could have been best friends with that guy. <laughs> no, he was that's... thin then. He was a little thinner. He he, I. From he what a, I remember, he was a little swollen. He's, he's, he's a little so he was, yeah. you know, he wasn't Batman. Yeah, he, in sure. shape. But yeah, I just, it was just like that's what me and Andrew started talking about here is meeting. We meet famous people and be like, yeah, it started you know? off with Jacob. Jacob met the singer of the Goo Goo Dolls and completely <laughs> shit his pants. And uh, 
My interaction <laughs> with the drummer of Real Big Fish went great, so I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Well, he's the drummer of the Real Big Fish. He's not Val Kilmer, fuckface. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why you meet that guy, because that guy's just a guy to everyone except for me. He was standing true. next to me at the Warp Tour. We were watching the Vandals, and I looked over, and I went, aren't you the drummer for Real Big Fish? And he went, yeah. And I went, you fucking rule, dude. And he was like, thanks. <laughs> and he left, and that was it. And I nailed that interaction. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah, my mo- one of my most recent is uh, the guitarist from AFI, Jade Puget, was uh, he was watching. He had just opened a Smashing Pumpkins show and I was in a VIP box and he was kind of hanging out behind the VIP box. And I noticed him and I just kind of moonwalked backwards. And I was like, <laughs> hey, dude, <laughs> I was like, what is it like to get to watch the Smashing Pumpkins every night? And he goes, this is the best tour I've ever been on in my life. And I was just like. You guys really ruled. I'm gonna I'm gonna check out your stuff. And he's like, Thanks, man. And I was like, I'll leave you alone now. And I walked away. (laughs) That's that's (laughs) it. Because the problem becomes not even with really famous people. Like I couldn't imagine your your wife talking to Val Kilmer for 15 minutes is she it's like hero status to me because I don't ever know what to do because I always just imagine that I'm wasting their time. So I'm like, get in, say a nice thing, leave. And but they might actually want to talk to people, not necessarily me, but I'm always like, I don't want to feel like I'm wasting this dude's time. He's famous. I'm no one. Why would he ever want to talk to me? Well, that I was found... a weird evening, too, because the whole building was drunk, like because the, yeah. the alcohol was hosted. So it's a bunch of drunk people who have money because uh, it's a very expensive ticket. <laughs> it was a bunch of shithouse people who have money and some like genuine crazy a-list celebrities in the same room with no bodyguards so like jack black's walking around they met jack black uh i was standing next to kareem abdul jabbar for like a bunch of the the, uh, like there's just a bunch of fucking Uh, people there. gabriel byrne i met claire forlani from all rats uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Vincent Gallo and Vincent shit. Vincent Gallo was there. And yeah. uh, the the uh, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, there are a bunch of people there. And all four Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. And Actually, all five of them. There, Josh Klinghoffer was there too. Mickey Avalon and goddamn <laughs> Mickey Avalon. Uh, Pearl Jam. Uh, Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Eddie was Vedder. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it was a crazy night. So, like, if Ashley and Jacob didn't waste Val Kilmer's time. The next person to walk by Val Kilmer was likely to waste Val Kilmer's time. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not like you're walking up to him at the grocery store. Like it's well, just a well, bunch yeah. of hammered twenty-six year olds. <laughs> yeah, I I always just get worried, and I'm sure. No, I'm the same uh, way. I never approach people. I yeah, didn't approach anybody those, that night. It's one of those things where I'm like, why would that person want to talk to me? Because mostly what I'm gonna do is talk to them about the thing that they know that they do because if i've met val Kilmer, i'd be like you fucking rule and heat that's an awesome movie and he would probably just be like yeah yeah pete's pretty good what, and then, i don't it, know what to talk to val Kilmer wasn't about. pacino and heat yes he killed one like, yeah, yeah that's what he does yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that yeah i know that guy <laughs> yeah remember that scene where you're doing tactical shit with the uh, in between the cars and you got the long ponytail pretty dope fucking like I yeah just, man i just imagine that i'd be chris farley from that SNL sketch with yeah. Paul McCartney, and that's my nightmare. That's one of those timeless yeah. sketches ever because it like it encapsulates how a lot of people are when they meet celebrities. Like that was cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know yeah. what? I bet they just want someone to talk to them like a person because I I work in the news and we have a weatherman that is like Mr. Weather. Like he's one of those guys where like if I'm out and about, they're like, "You tell Dan Scoff that I don't like this weather." 
and oh, Jesus uh, Christ. you know that kind of like they think he creates it or whatever you know right. but he's yeah. like the most famous person in the he world gets all and that weather trim that's all he talks about and one once i was uh i was in the in the parking garage and i saw him and i'm like hey dan how's it going man and he goes well, it's kind of humid out here today, but about five o'clock, it's going to clear up and then the clouds are going to open up. And I'm like, no, Dan, Dan, stop. How are, <laughs> how are you today? And he, yeah. he he literally looked at me. He goes, nobody ever asks me that. <laughs> yeah. That's he's been he's broken. The yeah, plight, yeah. The plight of the weatherman. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, a, I am weather. I, is I met, how I am. <laughs> I met one of my favorite one of my favorite uh, MMA fighters one time. His name is Roy McDonald. And it was the only like I never asked for pictures. I never ever asked for pictures. But he walked by me and I was like, "Shit, hey man, can I get a picture really quick?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he turns and I pull, I hold my phone up and my hand was shaking. I don't know why. I wasn't that nervous to see him. Yeah. And he sees my hand shaking. He goes, hey, "Look at that." <laughs> and it made it so much worse. And I got a picture and the picture's so blurry. But the picture's not blurry because my hand was shaking. That would make the story funnier. The picture's blurry because on selfie cams on the iPhone, if there's if there's uh, if there's a flash, when you hit the button, there's a there's a pause because it flashes for a second and then it hits the bu- and then it goes. So I was bringing the camera down when it took the picture. So I was like, "Fuck yeah, I got a picture with Roy McDonald," and I walk away. <laughs> and the picture, is, I, I'll, I'll maybe I'll post it on one of our uh, one of our social media feeds. It is so funny. It's like me laughing and him still like being weird and kind of like, oh man, this guy's terrified of me. And then so the whole way home, my friend was making fun of me and he, he just every once in a while would go, Rory! <laughs> Cause I, like me crying and bummed because I fucking fumbled it when I met my hero. <laughs> what, what about, uh, you were with me when I uh, made a complete ass of myself in front of Jason, Jason Mewes. Jason Mewes, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and years later, met him again, and he didn't remember me, thank God, because he meets thousands of people, and I looked a little different, and I got to have a real interaction with him, and I didn't tell him I've ever met him before. You didn't tell him about it. Okay. Nope. Yeah, so- <laughs> nope. Hey, man, nice to meet you. For the first time. For definitely <laughs> yeah. the first time. Definitely for I definitely the first didn't ask time. you if I could take a drag of your cigarette 15 years ago. <laughs> Uh, to be fair to, to you, Jacob, because I want to be fair to you as a guest on the show. Uh, that does seem like a thing you could ask Jason Muse about, and he would, he would, he would oblige because Jason Muse is also a weird guy. So this was right uh, when he got sober too. Do you remember his response? I remember uh, no, exactly man. what he did. Uh, what did he say? He, he goes, like, "You go, can I have a drink or something?" He goes, "He goes, you're fucking crazy, man." <laughs> <laughs> And I was. And I was, he was. I was good and crazy at that time. Yeah. I really was. Yes. It was a fun time, though. We had a good time. I, I, I like. <laughs> I, I, I love this Jacob the most. I liked Crazy Jake. <laughs> crazy <laughs> Jacob took care of Andrew. Jay Muse is standing there talking to other fans, and we are standing <laughs> in line, and I am yelling over at things I want him to say out loud. <laughs> I'm yelling. We got him to say, do it, Doug. Yeah, very angrily. I'm like, say it, say it, Jay, say do it, Doug. He goes, do it, Doug. Yeah, he's like, God, Jesus, leave me alone. Do it, Doug. That's the the lesson that you've learned in the intervening years. You You didn't treat the weatherman that way. So that's. (laughs) That shit was so funny. That's growth as a person, you know. Uh, uh, Jacob, have you seen New Top Gun? No. Dusty, have you seen New Top Gun? No, I heard good things. Gross to me. Like, (laughs) I I don't know. Like, I'll probably I'll see it because I hear it's 
really, really good, it, but I don't. Is I it don't... gross because it like glorifies the military? Is that the? No, I think it's just like it's very clearly like Top Gun, right? And then all of a sudden, all these people are like, "Top Gun's the best fucking movie I've ever seen," and I'm like, "I guess I don't know. It's kind listen, of okay." Listen, it's I, I have a tough time. I have a tough time with a Batman fan or one of these fans of all these fucking. Hey, it's the guy you love movies coming out, getting mad at one Top Gun remake. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, not a remake. I'm just saying it it's just... It's not even a remake. That's the point. That's actually a, a good sequel. Point. It's a it's a yeah. sequel. So that's even better. Well, and I just... I don't know. Like, I don't care about Top Gun. I don't I would, like it. I want to see it. Um, I just haven't... You know, everybody's like, this is... What, my, I have a friend that's like, I'm going to pay for your ticket. You have to see this in the theater. He's like, I, I had times where I like held my breath and couldn't breathe. Uh, like from the, you know, the in in flight yeah. stunts and it's stuff. All well, and I'm sure apparently. I've I've heard it's incredible. So yeah, it, yeah. it actually I wasn't gonna go because I was sort of <laughs> jilted by the idea where it's just like okay, so I guess Top Gun, but I don't care about what's Maverick up to now. I don't care. It doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> Probably to me. still just fucking slaying. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Is every Tom, like every Tom Cruise movie, ex- except for a few, it's just him being the best at everything. Don't you, which... Do you watch the new Mission Impossible's? Yeah, no, I love those fucking movies. So, <laughs> so had they continued to make Top Guns since the original Top Gun, would this one feel less gross? I think so. It's just that's also, weird, also, right? Also, Don't you think yeah. that's weird? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's weird. Well, also well, the Mission Impossible's don't. I guess some of it is the, the, like, America fuck yeah of it, because it is going to be that. And the Mission Impossibles are just, I go, I can turn my brain off, they're dumb, but they're awesome. They figured the formula out. The same with the Fast and Furious movies. Like, I just tell me what happened in the last one, because I forgot, and then put me in a world where there's some sort of MacGuffin, and then you got to stop it, and that's all I care about. Yeah. And two hours later, I'm like, yeah, no, that was fine. That was fun. Weird. Yeah, I think... Go ahead, Jacob. That's cool. Sorry, uh, we're we're living in the world uh, that was started by the Force Awakens, where they take an old property, um, add some youth and diversity to it, because um, this is about Maverick teaching a new group of kids and them having to go into Badlands and survive, uh, you know, and and rescue. It's the same movie, but it's the old guy teaching the new kids. Same as they've done with the new Halloween. Same oh, what no. they've done with the new Ghostbusters. At least he doesn't have they... a daughter. It's the story. It's might. the story. There's no <laughs> daughter. They go the on a plane. Road is trip. the daughter? Yeah, the plane yeah. is the daughter. Is but I, it's that, probably, I bet Goose's daughter's in the movie. Now that we accept that movies like this are being made, and stuff like Top Gun is even being mined for for such uh, you know retroactive bucks. Um, now we just we just have to look at these movies and say which ones are good because like some of them are pretty good. The new Ghostbusters, I really liked it. I really yeah. really liked it. It was very also, good. Also, yeah, I'm not above it. Like certainly, yeah, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna enjoy. My, I'm gonna sweat and, I, and I'm gonna. And I heard it's fucking really I heard it's really good. good. And I heard yeah. you should see it in IMAX and that like it might watching be... it at your house it does a disservice to you. Anecdotally, right. it might be the best reviewed movie of for me like that I've witnessed of people saying things in effort i don't know I've, i haven't heard a literally i haven't not a one person have i heard say this is anything but a good movie 
Well, no, I'll, probably, I'll probably been, come like, out of there wanting to wear a flight helmet. Like I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, the magic of movies will overtake. Dusty's me. doing the the, <laughs> the the fucking wings. Tom Cruise didn't want to risk being a joke, and he made sure it was good. And it is now the top grossing Tom Cruise movie of all time. Is it the top grossing Tom Cruise yeah. movie of all time? God yeah. damn! Already, hundred. It's made a billion dollars. I want to say good for him, yeah. but I, I just I can't get past the Scientology thing. So I will say, I root for this movie for for Val Kilmer <laughs> because he seems like a nice guy, and I watch I watched his uh, sad ass documentary, and uh, I, I I it bummed me out, but I love him, and uh, he's an old man who wears scarves. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You ever met, met one of those? But it's also because he has like throat because <laughs> he had like throat cancer. Yeah, right? throat cancer. He can't yeah. talk. Can't talk yeah. at all. Fact. His, uh, did his I say dialogue that? <laughs> in the new movie is a computer that they fed a lot of his voice into, and the computer came up with the lines, and he he he's lip syncing to dialogue that a computer created with his voice. Yeah, because if he can't, I mean, I was gonna make a, I was gonna make a mean joke. Uh, yeah, he was. We. I'm just glad the snowman is not gonna be his last movie. <laughs> Remember that movie, Jacob? Oh God, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> That's old days right there, that's man. A, no, that's that's the the Fastbender movie. The Fastbender yes. movie. It's so yeah. bad. It was it, I right when I jumped on uh, Refund Theater, I was like, guys, we have to do the Snowman. <laughs> yeah, Kilmer had that period where you know, just like Nicolas Cage and everybody, they're just trying to pay their bills. Uh, Bruce Willis, you know, like all these A-list actors, like ain't so A-list anymore. They'll just take whatever job they can get. Yeah. And, uh, but the cool thing is, is, you know, every once in a while, one of these old projects will come along and make them fucking really famous again. And that's really cool. Yeah. Or they I get mean, to do like a meta. Like, like a meta what thing. Nick Cage is doing right now. Yeah. Where exactly. he's now oh, he's yeah. cashing in on being Nicolas Cage. Exactly. Which... That's what's fantastic. <laughs> the snake is it. eating its own tail. It's wonderful. I'm fucking here yeah. for it, man. I am super glad. Like, there's a lot of bad in this world, right? There's a, there's a, about a billion things are wrong with this world, maybe more. Billion and Nicolas one. Nicholas Cage, though. yeah. Nick Nicholas Cage being filthy rich is not one of those things. <laughs> well, he's I also love a that fun. He's one a of the fun boxes I want to check guy. about the world I want to live on. You know what I mean? I want Nicholas Cage so he can. Yeah, yeah he's fun because he can. Buy, he'll buy a crystal skull and shit. <laughs> yeah, like he's a fun rich guy. He's uh, he's he does not strike me as overtly evil rich guy where it's like yeah you want to buy some old dinosaur bones or whatever like do it man i don't care like you buy a castle in the highlands that's hilarious to me i want to buy gg allen's oh that's that's more lauren michaels uh, i want to buy gg allen's leather jacket <laughs> i want to take like... his face off that's <laughs> what i want to do let's not have that conversation take his goddamn face off um <laughs> what Jacob... does he say uh that's a, God damn, what does he say when the guys are fu- we're you guys are fucking this place up or something like that about oh, it. Yeah. He's fucking his apartment up in that movie. You talking about in Face Off, the best Face goddamn Off. movie ever made? Oh man. Uh, I just remember something about peaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should have been called. Something about peaches. Something about peaches. I was going to ask you Jacob, a couple weeks ago, Andrew and I did an episode uh called the Genetti episode, which oh, briefly yeah is in a partnership or duo, one of the guys is always less famous than the other. It's like Garfunkel. Yeah, like Paul Simon and Garfunkel. Garfunkel is the less famous. And in wrestling, 
there it's uh we've nicknamed it being the Janetti because there's <laughs> Shawn Michaels and Marty Janetti were a team. They were the they Rockers, remember? You knew <laughs> yeah. the Rockers. Yeah, yeah. I know. They broke up. Shawn Michaels ascended to being possibly the greatest wrestler of all time. Marty Janetti did all right, but it's the the gap is wide. He's really good at looking them. a lot like Steve Perry. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so one of them, we just came up with a bunch in pop culture, and one of them was Freddie and Jason. Who is the Janetti? Oh, and, no. Because uh, somebody has to be the Janetti. They can both be good, but somebody's not as somebody's not as uh, popular. And I contend that it is uh, that it is Freddie. I think Jason has lasted longer in the iconography. I will say. Um... Yeah, I think yeah, I agreed uh, with that. Jason, yeah. more people these days would know who Jason is than Freddie, especially kids. I'd say that for sure. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and we included Mike Michael Myers, but I don't think there's any debate that Michael Myers is not the Genetti. So it would yeah. be probably Freddie. <laughs> I think. Gennetti, I right? think. Freddy I think the Gennetti. rating. Yeah, I think the rating goes Michael Myers, Jason, Freddie, because Michael Myers is in. He, they're still making movies with that character. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jason's been tied up in legal stuff for a decade, um, so we haven't gotten a Jason movie. So yeah, Halloween is still. I Halloween didn't used to be tops, but now it is, and um, so yeah, that because that last Halloween movie was you know especially the 2018 remake plus Halloween Kills like made more money than any other Halloween movies I think. And God, uh, God damn it, I hated Halloween Kills, and Jacob loved it so much. <laughs> Sure. Look at him. Sure yeah, he's, he's got the poster, a he's giant a... poster right behind <laughs> yeah. him. He's seen that movie 50,000 times. I have. I'll I love tell it you, so much. I don't have any uh, feelings one way or the other towards Halloween Kills, but it, that's almost, it doesn't matter because I'll still see the the next one. I'm a mark. Cause yeah, I'm like, I think I will too, to be honest. Even if this one's not good, they could get it back. Like That's the fun thing about horror franchises in particular is like, there could be a bunch of bad ones and one guy can have an idea and they'll fucking snatch it back. Halloween ends is coming in October. So you'll get that chance. Um, And I don't think these ones are bad. I I like them. um, And see, and see, these are all, these are a very special breed of movies because like these, you know, in the eighties when these were coming out, like Jason movies were coming out like one a year and uh, Halloween movies, they were a little more staggered than that. So that's why they, they weren't as popular. Um, but then Freddy movies were pretty much in line with Jason movies. Like once they started, it was one a year. And it was like comp- it was like every year you knew you were going to get a Freddy or Jason movie for a little while there. And then when they kind of slowed down, Jason, Jason beat everybody. Jason's got more movies. I think Halloween, there's an even amount of Halloween and Jason movies right now. I think, I think they both at 12 right now. Oh shit. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> but Freddie actually got stopped. Um, Cause uh, they, uh, they had one bad movie, Nightmare on Elm Street five that made less money. And they were like, Oh no, it's all over. Let's just kill him. So the next movie was Freddie's dead. Yep. And um, they thought they were going to, you know, they were, that was going to be the last one. But then Wes Craven did new nightmare, like, three years after that and that was going to be the last one and then we didn't get another one until and that was 94 and then nine years later we got freddy versus jason and that was the last actual freddy movie 
because I don't count that god awful remake <laughs> that oh, actually where he's coming he's coming through the wall and shit. <laughs> the remake ruined Freddy. And that a lot of the reason that you don't hear about Freddy as much anymore and 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 they need to they need to fix this and they know it is because that remake killed any fun that had to do with the Freddy license. Jackie Earl Haley was a bland, boring Freddy. They turned him into an actual child molester, which they never did with the original series. It was always maybe implied, but that was kind of the spooky part. That was like it was just in your imagination. What 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 did Freddy <laughs> in the, do with in those the new kids? movie? They're like, oh yeah, he fucked him, and he didn't <laughs> even kill kids in the new movie. And the in the original movies, he was a child murderer, and the parents teamed up and killed him. And in this remake he was a child molester that did never kill any kids and the parents teamed up and killed him it's totally different story and it's mm. it makes it gross and i and, initially thought when they were remaking it that they were going to go the route of he is accused of being a child murderer maybe he's innocent but, yeah but he's innocent and then they kill him and that's why he's vengeful and right. i was like all right that's a take on it that's uh sort of interesting i don't think that i don't think that freddy krueger could be a baby face but I guess it's an interesting difference in the movie. And they and they almost go there. They a, a little bit of editing, and it would have been that way in the new movie. Like they right. almost went there, and then they're like, "Nah, he did do it." Yeah. Anyway. Oh, he hella he nah, hella he, did it. He diddled yeah. the shit out. <laughs> you know, and it's it, it really soured everybody on Freddy. And now they're going if they do another Freddy, they're really going to have to get Robert England back. I think uh, at least for one more. And Jason Blum's talking about doing that. Jason Blum's trying to get Fre Friday Thirteenth as well. So uh, well, Jason Blum's who re resurrected Halloween. So, woo. <laughs> well, and like we uh, we just mentioned, like. To me, New Nightmare, that movie fucking rules. It's mm -hmm. so good. And it snatched it back because Freddy, Freddy was dead as a like license. And then they were like, what if we do we go this other sort of meta way with it? And now I don't know if you've seen the new Scream movie. Have you seen the new uh the newest that Scream? Is not a Scream movie. <laughs> I hate it. I, I hate it so bad. They've hate they've crossed that movie. I, I I don't know, guys. I fucking loved it. Give it an Oscar, okay? I never it saw has, it. Never saw it. Never saw it. Never saw it. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to be mean. I guess it's going to be mean. The lead actress in that movie might be the worst professional actress that I've ever I'm with seen. you completely. I don't believe a word she says. She was so and bad in it. I got to see this movie now. <laughs> and not only do they give her the lead role, but she also has to talk to Force Ghost Billy Loomis. Spoilers, yeah. everybody. Sorry about that. But, like... <laughs> Uh, like I can do a whole podcast. You would, I can do you a whole podcast this movie, on this <laughs> on this movie. this movie. And you know what? I saw it in the theater. I was so mad, and I was like, "I'm not even going to buy that movie." And then it came out on DVD, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to give it another shot." Jacob still bought it, <laughs> and I bought it. And, and you know what? Every time, once it gets to Force Ghost Billy Loomis, I have to turn it off. I can't even yeah. go further. I'm just like, well, that her acting mixed with that ridiculous plot point sends me into a tizzy because i love scream my voice is shaking right now man <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's also one of these things andrew like so new nightmare is meta but that's a novel concept when that movie comes out this scream movie is overstuffed with like analysis from fan like the fanboy idea of like okay we're gonna make a what do they call it a requel 
where yeah, it's like reboot. a reboot sequel. So we're going to bring some of the old Which, characters back, but they're explaining the plot in the movie and everybody's Ugh. hip to the idea of it. Instead of it just being Jamie Kennedy, who knows about movies, and the first Scream, which is also meta, it's every goddamn person in this movie is like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we and know see, what's happening. It's and like this, the, the black hey, this, guy in the Not Another Teen movie. where right. yeah. Oh, this is whack. Uh, that's um, whack. <laughs> but, no, this is a, an example of the Top Gun thing gone bad, where they're like, hey, let's get – Characters from the original that are going to guide the new characters into a new series. And this is so bad. It's so bad. And I want it to die. And they're making another one. Yeah. You know, they're going to make another. They're definitely not paying Nev Campbell. So fuck off, bro. Well, actually, it's been rumored now that Nev Campbell has secretly signed on and they came to an agreement. And I think she's going to be like the opening kill in the next movie. I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to at least be something. Yeah. Yeah. When they tried to kill, when they killed and you Jamie know what? Curtis. You know what, Dusty? I'll be right fucking there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mark. I'm a mark for all of them. I wanted to pose the genetic question because I, you know, you are you are what I consider to be an expert in the genre. So sadly, uh, my boy Freddie Genetti is <laughs> he's a Freddie Genetti. Yeah. 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 Look, well, he had a good run. Jason's just more world traveled. You know, he's been to Manhattan. He's been to space. Yeah. He's got he's got. Jason's more flexible. You don't have to you don't have to get too crazy with Jason. You can just make a simple movie about a guy in a hockey mask killing people and most people will accept it. Yeah, you just got to have some add some like horny teens and uh you got yourself a a hit movie. Um in fact, yeah. tonight's movie that we are speaking of <laughs> yeah got gets an extra star right before the credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> it's anyway. It needs- so uh, we were talking Beauty. about uh, boom star. <laughs> we were talking about Michael Myers, and that's pretty good. That's a pretty, too, really is. That's a pretty clean entrance into what we're doing today, which is uh, watching John Carpenter, who made the original Halloween, his movie from 1988. They live. You want to drop that theme song, Andrew? Yeah, and you know what's funny? I was I looked far and wide. I was gonna play the Refund Theater theme song. <laughs> I was gonna like share my sound and play it, and it was gonna be a fun moment. I can't find it on the goddamn internet anywhere, so uh, we're Whoa. gonna play the normal theme song uh, now. Welcome to Snark Marks, everybody. We are a wrestling retrospective podcast out of the Central Valley of California. My name's Andrew. I'm a grasshopper. This is Mr. Miyagi Dusty right here. And uh, joining us uh, for the third time, I believe, uh, is our, our hit guest, uh, my brother. He's, he's one of my favorite people in the world, Jacob Kotner. How you doing, Jacob? I'm here to kick ass and smoke weed. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and I'm all out of ass. <laughs> <laughs> We had to put the bat You're signal just up. <laughs> we had to put the bat signal up like we did for the greatest Batman, Val Kilmer. Yeah, Jacob's uh, bat signal is shaped like <laughs> ba- uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah, because uh, we're talking movies today. 
We're not forcing Jacob to watch three hours of pro wrestling. Instead, we asked him to watch an hour and a half of uh, what is a confusing movie? I will open. <laughs> that's very, my opening forte into it. Very interesting. Uh, movie. Oh, do you need me to explain it? To you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, confusing um, from a macro level, not the the movie itself. I think I got a pretty good handle on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, about compliance, right? We, we've gotten, yeah, it's it's about how we need to conform. Um, yeah, you just didn't watch it with your glasses on. This... That's true. Yeah, <laughs> he can't see without his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, my girl, <laughs> that's so sad. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we've J- the first two episodes with Jacob on have been great. This is gonna be, uh, this one's gonna be awesome because Jacob's a movie guy. Uh he's, love movies. He loves movies. He's very familiar with They Live. We talked about it before. I believe Roddy Piper showed up on one of the things that we watched and you're like, "Oh yeah, I, I knew I just mostly knew him from They Live or something like that." Uh I remember this movie coming out. I I used to watch a on um E Entertainment Network in the 80s. There was a program called Coming Attractions, I think. And uh, it was basically a 30 minute show that would, would like show a movie preview, but then also show like a behind the scenes featurette, get you really pumped about upcoming movies. And I knew who John Carpenter was because I was I was only eight years old, but I was already well into, you know, John Carpenter movies, Halloween uh, and Halloween <laughs> two and Halloween three. And uh, um, and I they said that John Carpenter was making a movie with Roddy Roddy Piper. And I knew who that was. And I was like, that's a, that's the wrestler with the skirt. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I thought when I was eight. Yeah. And um, anyway, after, so I thought it'd be a wrestling movie, but then they showed this, this featurette and this preview. And uh, basically it, it, it showed the scene where he's in the grocery store. He's calling the lady ugly and stuff like that. And I was just like, what is this movie about? You know, like, cause I'm yeah. like, he keeps putting on these, cause that's all it showed. But then it showed the trailer and I was like, oh, and I didn't get to go to the theater to see this. Um, but man, the day it came out on home video, I, I rented it and I took it home and I really didn't, I, I thought this was going to be like a wrestling movie and in ways they squeezed it in there. <laughs> But um oh boy did they oh boy did they but I would I my little eight at that I think I was nine by the time it came out on video my little nine-year-old brain didn't know it was going to be like flipped around with a concept that would make me question my entire reality <laughs> yeah and yeah. That, that, I was watching it going this is such a Jacob movie like when you were especially in that era like because yeah. I can't take my brain out of this era and put it in that era like in this era, those concepts are concepts. A lot of these concepts are concepts that have been talked about ad nauseum. Like you right. know, we're asleep, and uh, they're tr- they want to force you to conform, and they want to force you to have children, and they want to force you to, uh, you know, I want to be the minority. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we had all that shit. So like, uh, you had that. You had the music back then, but you know what I mean. So like, um, and plus, I watch it for the first time as a thirty-one year old. So like. Uh, it it wasn't though it it didn't transcend like it wasn't transcendent for me by any sure. means, but it was still like I didn't dislike this movie like I, there there's some things, <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, it's it's a it's 95 minutes. God damn it! Thank you, thank you for not making a two hour movie. It gets a lot done. John Carpenter's very good at making a short movie seem long. And that can be good or bad. 
because there's there's times where I'm watching a John Carpenter movie and I'm like, oh, my God, get to the point. This is, you know, because there's certain John Carpenter movies like Vampires and some of the later ones that are just kind of people love that movie. But, you know, I feel like it's kind of even though it's probably 90 minutes long, it feels like that's a long movie. Yeah. And like this movie. I, I remember pausing it uh, right when they uh, jump into the hole and they end up at the TV station. There's only like 30 minutes left at that point. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, everything I've already seen was crammed into an hour. That's yeah, crazy. The, the pacing of this movie, I find super interesting. But yeah, uh, my <laughs> yeah. my relationship to They Live is as a kid at the video store, they had all of the wrestling videotapes in one section. But they also had all of the wrestling feature films in the same little section. So like no holds barred is there and that's where they live was, but I wasn't allowed to rent. They live cause it's rated R. And so my mom, not as permissive as the, uh, <laughs> as it would seem in Jacob's family. So I ended up watching it on cable like years later, but I knew what it was, but I only knew about it as a rowdy Piper movie and i think i knew the sunglasses are obviously like the iconic thing in this movie uh and i watched it on tv and i was like okay what's the what's the reason this movie's rated r and then i watched it later and i was like oh rowdy piper's <laughs> just killing motherfuckers in this movie <laughs> like and uh there's a particular scene at the end that i'm sure we'll get to but right. on tv it's a lot less violent but i remember <clears throat> enjoying the movie quite a bit and then later as i got into really enjoying movies being like they lives a john carpenter movie that's fucking crazy um because uh, i think we could talk about it more later or i don't know if you agree jake john carpenter is a dude that aside from halloween it feels like every one of his movies that are iconic are movies that people came to later like in the moment those movies are not popular and later yeah. people come back and they're like, holy shit, dude, he was really doing something. The thing was a huge bomb. Yeah, like, so was the fog. And yeah, both those are huge. those are both looked at now as, you know, like there are people now that are like, I wish I would have seen that in the theater, you know, and, and they didn't, you know, and because nobody did. And the thing came out, I think, the same weekend or close to as E.T. So it was just like what is that movie he's yeah. playing you Good know luck, <laughs> it's basically like putting out your movie the same week as titanic or whatever you know like yeah. just you it's know a you're tough not draw gonna... and it's crazy that et got like is in that conversation by the way well, i haven't seen just... it in a long time but like Gilbert, i think man. it's crazy that et's not in more conversations honestly that movie was huge and it's a and it's a blueprint for almost every like family blockbuster since mm -hmm. then like but spielberg was at such a like such a height at that point with Jaws and then he makes Close Encounters and then I guess 1941 bombs, but they're like, oh, he's going back to to genre or whatever. Yeah. And it's a kid's movie with an alien. This is going to fucking <laughs> nail it. But Carpenter's interesting because Halloween's not supposed to be this iconic thing. It's an independent movie with a nameless, faceless <laughs> villain and that's just sort of a one of those 70s slasher movies and it becomes the highest grossing independent movie of all time until Blair Witch, I think. And that yeah. gives him the the ability to just kind of do whatever he wants, but he he keeps picking stuff that's cool, but nobody cares. Yeah. I need to look at his filmography, honestly, but I think you're right. I think 
I think he's only had like Wes Craven, for example, had, you know, a few big hits in his life. You know, he had he had a what was the first one? God, I'm losing my brain. Last House on the Left. Uh, you know, so last house on last house on the left, Hills Have Eyes were big. And then Nightmare on Elm Street just, you know, put him on the map big time. And then, you know, 10 years after that or 12 years after that, he had Scream, you know, and stuff like that. But John Carpenter, he had Halloween. And then, yeah, he had pretty much <laughs> a, a string of of uh, lesser movies. I mean, Escape from L.A., that wasn't a hit. No. Um, and Escape or I'm, I'm sorry, I should have said Escape from New York. Escape from L.A. is the sequel that right. definitely, definitely also not a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Big well, ass- like Assault on Precinct 13, that movie rules. And that movie put him on the map. That's that's yeah. kind of how he got the Halloween job. I'm pretty sure, um, but yeah, I'm trying. Andrew to... and I were just talking about Big Trouble in Little China, which is a movie people love now. That also bombed. Also bombed. Out. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Christine, not a huge hit. Starman, not a huge hit. Prince of Darkness, nope. Uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. That was his uh, take on the Invisible Man with Chevy Chase and Daryl Hannah. That bombed. Uh, in the mouth of madness great movie there bombed village of the damn cool movie bombed escape from la vampires yeah and now he pretty much just scores like he's he's scoring um a lot of movies and he even scored the new halloween movies and made the halloween score even better and he's and his son is scoring with him now and also the son of uh ray davies and he and he plays nba 2k on xbox like he's a cool other... old he's a cool old dude man he, yeah and that's the cool thing about his movies because like they these are really from his, these are he's these are auteur films these are these are things from his mind when you see a john carpenter film you always can tell it's a john carpenter film whether and even the music like the music in this movie i'm i'm sure you can think of it <laughs> you know like just this plotting western that that intro i how could you forget it the intro <laughs> yeah didn't fucking stop that was right. a, that was a nine minute song with one riff and it exactly. just didn't stop and i was just sitting yeah. here going they really just kept playing this song didn't they that's john but, that's john's carpenter's music he made that song and he he wanted it in there for that long like the stranger things crazy. uh <laughs> theme andrew is an, an exact <laughs> Like it's it, oh, exactly the, for Stranger Things, they were like, pretend you're John Carpenter. Exactly. And it's because it's, that's it's how iconic. he writes. It. It's all synth. Like he even shit. goes and plays shows now and he plays his music from movies. And he even has he has music that he didn't put in movies that he has put out in as albums and people listen to it. And, you know, if you ever are driving around at night and just want to feel like you're doing something fucking crazy, turn on some John Carpenter albums. It's it's yeah. all you. It's awesome. He does that shit now because he's like, I don't need the hassle of trying no. to make a movie because well, yeah, and all the he, movies I make, no one cares. And then 20 years later, they're like, oh, we get it. <laughs> we totally get it now. And he is very money motivated. Like um, when when people are like, man, I took a long time before you got involved with Halloween again. What really brought you to Halloween again? And he was like, well, I held out my hand and they put a check in it. <laughs> and i was like oh man i've got a great idea for halloween yeah, exactly that's what he said he was just like uh when i and he's like especially the more zeros it has the more i like that check the more inspired i get yeah uh, well have, have you seen any other carpenter movies andrew aside from 
I've seen the uh, first the Halloweens. I don't think I've seen any of the other ones. I've seen. Yeah, he made, I mean, Halloween one is it's a classic and it's it's a perfectly paced John Carpenter film. I think that was that was when the when he really nailed the pace thing, because it feels like a long movie and it's not it's it's maybe 90 minutes. I think it's less than 90 minutes. Yeah. It's like that in the uh, Halloween, the thing and probably Big Trouble in Little China are probably the the three top Carpenter movies. I forgot. I've seen the Escape movies, Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. But okay. I watched them. I watched them when I was younger. I don't remember a whole lot of them except for Snake. Pl- Snake Plissken was a bad motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, he flew a plane or some shit. Uh, yeah, those movies are they're they're very interesting. Yeah, I, 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 dude, I just a... love I love that era Kurt Russell. Like, I just fucking love that Overboard. I loved that movie when I was when I was younger. So, uh, I I'm a I'm a sucker. Captain Ron, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not uh, a big Little China fan. I'm I'm one of the rare ones there. I, Dusty I likes that one. I haven't seen it yet. I was telling Andrew I think he would like it. I I yeah, watched. He said that Kurt. Game. So my one of my favorite things is a guy. Uh, uh, who who's like braggadocious and uh, what did you say it's very it's unearned confidence that he has or something yeah, like he, that he's all bluster jack burton should not be as confident in himself as he is oh man i love that so much though <laughs> yet the whole movie he's acting like he's the hero and he's really not but that's my uh, favorite type yeah. of character yeah uh it, it's one of those that I've watched it multiple times and I don't know why it just rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, I want to like you movie, but not this one. Not this might one. be the Asian face that Kim Cattrall is <laughs> trying to propagate. There, there's yeah. a few weird things in that yeah. one. There's a, we, we, Ash and I watched it maybe a year ago and we were both like, why did we like this? Because <laughs> <laughs> way, way back in the day, it was one of those movies that you rent and watch with your friends. Yeah. And uh, you know, like when you watch it alone, I guess, I, I don't know. You know how it goes. You watch something you really loved when you were a kid, and you watch it now, and you're like, "This doesn't even make sense." What, what, what was I? Yeah. Why would but I care? They about live this? Yeah. is they live is not one of those things. I get into this yeah. movie every time I watch it. So, uh, just for context, real quick, uh, I found on Wikipedia that after the financial failures of Big Trouble in Little China, which didn't hit, uh, Carpenter is having a hard time getting his films financed. So he made a deal with a production company called Carol Co., which basically gave him four movies and then were like, as long as these are within like four or five million dollars of budget, we don't care what you do. You can do whatever you want. Because he'd had the big budget with the thing and the thing bombed and the big budget with Big Trouble in Little China and it also bombed and he was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I guess I can only make small movies. So he set it up with this production company and this was one of the they live or they live is one of those movies and he met rowdy piper and was like this guy should be in movies and so he cast rowdy piper in the lead of this movie and so piper for the wrestling side of it at wrestlemania 3 wins a retirement match against adrian adonis and quote unquote retires so that he can go film this movie so wait so he he wins the retirement match. Yes. And either still way, retires. Either way, he's retiring. So it's kind of like his. Oh, match. okay. I thought it was like a retirement stipulation match. Uh, right. That's more more what they do now. But it was weird because uh, I have a note for when he returns. Turns out he unretires. So. <laughs> what? Uh, Jacob. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
You're wrestling kidding. Re- re- yeah, wrestling retirements are like like crooner weddings. You know what I mean? Uh-oh. Like they're 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 not gonna last very long. Yeah, I'm well aware. It's like it's like when a band says good night, we'll see you later, mm-hmm. and the lights don't come on, and you know those motherfuckers are gonna come back and play two more songs. Yeah, and yeah, you're like just I... just do it already. Just get, yeah. just stop wasting our time. Just come out here. Yeah, when I went to see blow. Pearl Jam, they were like, "All right, good night, everyone." And then I was like, "Dude, you haven't even you haven't played a live yet. You're gonna tell me the fuck <laughs> out here? Yeah, live. Yeah, Green Day hadn't yeah. played uh, Good and Riddance. It's like, yeah, man. <laughs> Counting Crows haven't played Mr. Jones. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> haven't played Everlong, have you? Yeah. Have Smash you played Mouth Everlong? Hasn't played All Star yet. <laughs> <'Cause> they <laughs> did. They was... played it at the beginning of the set and, and at the end. <laughs> and you the know end. who does do that? Vanessa Carlton. She said she got so tired of the tension that was built every time she'd finish a song because everybody just yell out that song. So she just started opening every show with it. And so like, she's like a concert with the bare naked ladies where they did the same thing with one week. They were just like, yeah, "Yeah, here it is. Here it is. You can leave now. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Or you can stay and watch us. (laughs) So we, we start, they live and it's like, (laughs) I think this is LA. It's LA, right? It is. I thought it was Cleveland. It's Definitely like LA. Okay. super they they open on this graffiti <laughs> and then just a walking rowdy piper for like four or five minutes. He's just walking with a knapsack. And they're just that playing music in the background. Right dum, now. Dum, dum, yeah. dum, like and it just won't stop. It's so long. It's the longest song of all time. It's November Rain plus Freebird. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and, just, and, and then they think they like he goes and then there's some dialogues so they like turn it down and he's like you know blah 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 and then he starts walking again dom 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 yeah so so he basically he goes into an unemployment office and this lady is so annoyed that he is even there she doesn't like yeah, doing what a, her what job blank, what a wet blanket this lady was huh? <laughs> she's like oh, what's your name <laughs> and uh no jobs know. for you here get out of yeah, here no jobs and so well, he he's telling us like a sad ass story where he's like you know they closed 20 banks in my town in in one week and she's yeah. like so you haven't found any work and he's like well, what do you want me to do <laughs> what do you want me to do <laughs> he's like, i just moved here is there are there any jobs and they're like there's no jobs for your skill set Bomb, bomb, bomb. He's just walking, walking again. again. And so, I'm like, oh uh, my god, this song again. <laughs> the uh, song. I hope they don't play it the whole homeless movie. camp. <laughs> the song. Yeah, like a homeless camp. Yeah. It, it's weird because it appears that he's like a construction worker, and I've always heard, you know, like, yeah, yeah, there might not be some jobs, but like she, she seems to think that he has no skills at all that could get him a job and so he wanders onto a homeless encampment and up to a guy and is like hey are there any jobs and he's like are you part of the union and they're like and Roddy Piper goes no and he goes all right well let's get you signed up for the union and then you can start tomorrow what the fuck dude (laughs) it was the easiest easiest obtained job of all time and he goes he goes yeah like what is that lady even there for I know she didn't. She didn't check the construction section for jobs for this fucking buff ass mullet haired guy. Very no, clearly you gotta, in, a, in you flannel. You must know though that every line of this movie is John Carpenter saying, "There's a message here. Yeah. The man is fucking you." <laughs> yeah. I was. I don't know. Uh, thank you for telling me that, Jacob, because I found the the messaging in the movie to be so subtle. Yeah, I'm not sure that I would have otherwise picked it It, up. It could have been more vague, you know? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I I think he's wearing Bob Vila's shirt. <laughs> And she didn't well, even give him a construction job. And I will say, like, Roddy Piper, he looks good here. Like, for an 80s uh, action star dude, he looks like he could carry this movie. I agree. And he, he is yoked to shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. we've seen Roddy get soft in some of these things that we've seen. He's neck. Dude, he's so big. And his chest is huge. And his arms, yeah. like, when he's, like, shirtless and... And uh, and uh, picking the ground or whatever, just random vague fucking construction <laughs> shit. He yeah. might as well be going construction the whole time. <laughs> work, he doing work. So big, like I don't know if he just turned. He's like, oh man, I got to pump up the steroids. Uh, the one thing I was thinking though, do you think there were a lot of people that was like, after watching this, was like, Roddy Piper doesn't talk with an accent. He sounds <laughs> well, Canadian. I know some people were like, that's not Rowdy Piper's body. They superimposed his head onto some other guy. Because the guy was and, so, because he was so huge. Yeah. And uh, they asked John Carpenter about it. And he was like, what do you want me to say? That's an absurd thing to, <laughs> to ask me. No, that's Rowdy Piper. They didn't have the technology Piper. to do right. that back then. You know, like, that's no, we 80s. didn't spend our entire budget, which is what it would have cost <laughs> to, to fake fucking Rowdy Piper's body. That's so, a whole thing. <laughs> uh, while at the construction site, he runs into young ass Keith David, uh, yeah, who's beautiful also Keith David. Beautiful yeah, man. you know what the thing about this construction, this this uh, this homeless encampment is hilarious. Because have you guys ever been to a homeless encampment? <laughs> yes. Bunch of yeah, just there was one by our work. Remember, <laughs> bunch of just bunch of this good head on their shoulders, groomed. Uh, non-crazy people with, without shit in their pants and needles in their arms just hanging out in a society that seems civil and structured and clean. <laughs> that's, well, that's, every, the, that's every homeless encampment I've ever that's seen. That's Jacob's I mean? point. Is Especially none in these, L.A. <laughs> none of these people are crazy. They just, for some reason, they can't, they can't punch through, you know? <laughs> uh, so then, of course, there is... They're, like, watching TV in the encampment, and then the signal is getting intercepted. And it's this guy just kind of babbling about vague, <laughs> like if it were AM radio. You I, know, couldn't even, just yeah, like, I didn't even pay attention to what he was saying. <laughs> they're they're taken over. They've infiltrated, uh, like, they've infiltrated our society. The, you have to be able to see the secret messages, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the guy on the TV... Like the guy watching the TV just couldn't care less. He's just like, whatever, man. Why isn't Dukes of Hazard still on? What, what the fuck is this? Well, plus it's the '80s, so he just keeps going, fucking hackers. Yeah, that <laughs> must have been a really hacking. good hacker. Yeah. Well, and that there is John Carpenter saying that we could be being told the truth right to our face, and we still just want to watch TV. Oh yeah, for sure. But the thing is that the what sucks like the messaging was terrible. It was just a babbling old man like not being like, "Hey guys, it's very easy. This is a very quick thing." Oh, hey there's, guys, aliens. there's many things in this in this and I I'm this is one of the main things I'll get to when we start really getting into the meat of the movie. But there's there's many many problems in this movie that could be solved with a really simple few conversational just a words. Simple conversation, man. And, and you know, like a simple instead of you know. Hey, like, man, I'd like you to put on these glasses because <laughs> there is some. Wacky I know shit this sounds happening. crazy. So. <laughs> you know, just but it becomes like, and even the Meg Foster character, it's like so. Anyway, um, but. Uh, 
that's the cool thing because like that's not what this is for this is for john carpenter to tell you <laughs> right that the man is fucking you well yeah so uh, piper goes to investigate like a a sketchy preacher there's a blind preacher uh that lives at the encampment and then uh rowdy piper he's just generally untrusting of any people so he sees the the not quite meatloaf looking guy uh talking to some people and then that guy goes into a church that is not quite meatloaf looking yeah guy. that's <laughs> oh dude my wife even asked if that was meatloaf she's like is that meatloaf I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah no, i had to not. look it up because i was like that's not meatloaf and then i i looked at him again later in the movie and i was like oh, that could be meatloaf that's a reheated I, meatloaf. I thought I wrote <laughs> down movie. I when Keith David showed up on the screen, I wrote, "Hey, that's the manager from uh, uh little not little big league, uh rookie of the year, the one that keeps no. calling him Rosenbagger." That's not him. So I wrote, "Hey, oh, that's man. the manager from rookie of the year," and then I wrote, "No, it's not," because <laughs> I yeah. looked him up. <laughs> yep, I was wrong. Uh, Keith, Keith David does a lot of voiceover work. You're probably used to his silky tones. He also plays the president on Rick and Morty these days. Yeah, there's there's something that I saw him in. I looked it up. I can't remember what it was. He's... See, I can relate to the character of Nada so much because, like, I'm always, like, when everybody's standing around having a conversation, I'm always, like, looking up at the hotel next door at the one open door on the roof that I keep seeing a person walk by and stuff like that. Oh, you know, like the other day I was at an event where the governor was speaking, there's a hotel and like, there was a, there was a door on the roof and I kept seeing a person pass it. And I, I was like, that is a perfect line of sight to shoot the governor right now. <laughs> and, and I, like, I I'm have sitting, those there, thoughts. <laughs> sitting there the whole time. And I even, I have a camera. So I zoom in on that and it's just a guy in there fucking around working, you know, like trying to waste time. But, you know, I had this, he had no idea that there was a camera zoomed in on him thinking, you know, this guy, cause I'm like, not I'm like, what are those guys going in and out of that church for? They don't look like church folks. That's because that's because yeah. Jacobs lived a lot of his life in the land of make believe. <laughs> I have, I have. So well, it served me well. Yeah, it has, it has, it has. I've also like I feel pretty safe in the town I live to go for walks at pretty much any time of day or night. And I and I've had I've been on walks at like 10 p.m. where I'm walking around and then I see another guy and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing out here? But <laughs> yeah. I'm the same guy. So like, what are, yeah, him, what are you doing? Only right. scumbags are out at 10 p.m. <laughs> right. But I know my motives are pure. So I can't trust any other motives because being out at 10 o'clock is weird unless you're me and you know that I'm just trying to get some steps, you know? Yep. Yep. So, he's, he's yeah, an ass fool. <laughs> Rowdy Piper is very suspicious of this church. So he just stands in one spot all day and watches people come in and out of that church. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if Jacob doesn't have anything else to do, he's doing that shit too. That's what I'm <laughs> doing. I'm watching. I'm like, what are these guys doing? Uh, and so then he kind of, he tries to wrangle Keith David into his, into his thing. And he's like, it seems pretty sketchy. And Keith David's like, Look, man, I don't want any of whatever the thing is that you're trying to do. I'm doing said, my look, own man. Over here. <laughs> I'm just trying to do my own construction-y construction over here. I'm not interested. He just so, wants to send money home to his family. He has a wife and kids. He wants yeah. to know. All he wants to do, he does not want to get involved multiple times in this movie. Yeah. does not want to get involved. The court says that he has to have a job to get custody back. So that's yeah. what he's he doing. He really can't be fucking around. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then Piper's uh, better judgment 
he goes from recon to actually from surveillance to recon. So now he's going into the church. He and performs he finds what out, our our good friend which Dane is Cook also what calls I would have been doing. A B and E. Yeah, I'm sorry, no, Andrew. Please, I I interrupted your joke. No, I, Tell the Dane Cook joke It's a terrible again. joke. It's a terrible joke. I was, okay. <laughs> I, you remember for for years we we our standard for comedy was. Dan Cook calls a breaking and entering a B and E, and we fucking filled Madison Square Garden. <laughs> but anyway, uh, simpler time, you know. Simpler time. Back in the day, which was a Wednesday, by the way. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! Everybody throwing fucking roses at him from the thing. Dan Cook should be president, dude. You yeah. know, he's just a guy. Um, I never thought that about the back in the day phrase. <laughs> <laughs> So Go Piper ahead, breaks in this church, <laughs> finds out it's a it's a front, but he thinks it's like a meth lab or something. Yeah, yeah, he's look he's looking for the bad stuff. He yeah. doesn't understand when he doesn't find like he does find that the singing everybody's hearing from outside is a recording. It's a bunch of speakers and a recording, and he's like, "Well, that's pretty odd." And uh, but then he then he kind of hears a bunch of guys chatting, and then. For the first time of a few in this movie, he walks backwards without looking and trips over a bunch of shit yeah. <laughs> and makes a bunch of noise <laughs> and then and then has to run out of the church. Now, you see, this could have been a shorter movie right then. He could have <laughs> right. grabbed a pair of glasses right then. What is <laughs> Boom. He got a shorter movie. But what no. the fuck are these? <laughs> He's, uh, Rowdy Piper doesn't have any object permanence. If he can't see an object, he forgot it. There, so that's why he trips over shit all the time. Uh, Dude, when he, yeah, keep on going. Yeah. But so, <laughs> he, like, it ends up that, again, he runs into the leaders of this resistance, but they don't tell him shit. They're like, again, it would have been just as easy to be like, hey, man, we're running a thing. I They're said, look, man. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I'm George Thorogood all week. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, just that, that's the thing. It, 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 obviously, this guy's curious. Obviously, this is something that every human being should actually know. And if you can find anyone that's smart enough to hold this information, uh, pull them into your group, but no, they're like, get away from us, man. <laughs> you don't want none of, no part of this. this. Yeah. <laughs> I heard your friend's got a wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want no part of this. You don't want no part of it. Um, but no, Rowdy Rowdy Piper's just too curious. Um, so this helicopter keeps flying over. And uh, basically, uh, you know, the, the church people are getting nervous. And I don't know if... I don't actually think that the man knew about the sunglasses in the church or anything like that. I think these guys just started getting nervous because it looked like a, like it looks like the city is just mowing down homeless camps is what's happening here. Cause they don't really touch the church. The church is a little smoked out, but like they really just mowed down this entire homeless camp when they came and the church people just ran away with their boxes. <clears throat> Right, which is almost worse. Like because if they knew that it was a resistance camp, uh, I guess I understand it. But the the messaging of the movie is just like, oh yeah, well fuck the homeless, and we'll just bulldoze all their shit, which well, the, is the, the what actually is happens. That the man but it's terrible. The, yeah, yeah, well, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, these are these are all like John Carpenter lived in the L.A. area when he wrote this, and he was basing like this is a dystopian future 
that you know could be the la that we could be living in in 10 years in 1988 or whatever you know and uh mowing down a homeless camp you know they there is a homeless problem in la there still is and yeah i think the next mayor is going to be homeless probably (laughs) la is a homeless community at this point right right and and it was a big problem even in the 80s and um and you know the cops were busting people up and stuff like that so i mean like you know i i think he really in the dialogue he throws it in there you know when they're beating the priest uh the priest is saying we know you we know you you know like he's basically saying mm-hmm. i i know you officer like we know each other why are you doing this to me these guys have orders to tear this place down rowdy rowdy piper he saves a little little cowardly schmuck that's just hiding in the corner and he drags him along and he he goes in a window and he hides in a house until the the fucking you know the shit calms down yeah i thought that moment was weird because it's like piper just walks by the cops beating the shit out of a blind preacher (laughs) and he doesn't do anything (laughs) like walks slowly like maybe he thought about intervening and he's like you know what nah and then he finds the kid and he saves the kid so that we know that he's still a hero. Like the I'd audience say he was a man. Been... I'd say he was yeah. a man. Yeah. Okay. No, he, uh, he heard Batman in Justice League. Save one person. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> so save after the, the person that you see most clearly on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the humanized one. I mean, after... honestly, are you going to go after like five guys with batons beating no. a good? No. I'm not. That's no. my question. I will but not. I'm also not the hero of the movie. That is true. In, in a movie. <laughs> He's a reluctant yeah. hero, and he's sure. kind of an idiot. He's he's actually an idiot. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say many times where he zigs where he should have zagged in this movie, yeah. and uh, he's he 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 gains knowledge that could, you know, change the world, and he doesn't do the smartest thing with it. He does multiple <laughs> multiple you know? times. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had conversations with people about disaster. Uh, disaster preparedness where they're mm-hmm. like what are you gonna do if there's like a an apocalypse level event or something and i'm like i don't know i'll probably die like that's <laughs> the thing they never show in the movie is all the people who died like you think that you're gonna be the protagonist in this movie i'm just probably going to die if a volcano erupts in la and there's lava everywhere I'm just probably one of the dudes that dies in the lava. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> well, str- it'll be struggle city for old Andrew unless <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can well, charm the, a big person. The thing is, is I'm not saying that his response to what happens to him is not realistic. I'm just saying it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's um, a good point. Maybe maybe that makes it a better movie because it's what we would have done. Yeah, because uh, I spend the whole movie with this movie especially. And we'll get we'll get to it real close. We're almost there. But with this movie, especially, I I spend the whole movie going, do this. No, do that. No, why aren't you doing that? No, why are you going to ah. like like Jerry Seinfeld. Do that. Yeah, do that. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get we'll get to it. But I don't want to be the, a pirate. We're so, at the part where he discovers the glasses. Yeah. So, we'll so, so he, the, the church has been fucked up a little bit. And uh, Nada, his name's Nada. I didn't even know this. He has no name. He's not a fuck. Yeah, dude. (laughs) What's your name? Fucking not a bro. That's so cool. Not a bro. So you uh, he goes into the church. He he found a secret door earlier in the church and he kicks that shit down and he reaches in and he gets a box. And I I like that they added the secret door because without the secret door, 
it would have been like, hey, why didn't those fuckers take the box? You know, so it's, right, it's like right. good, yeah. And then so he, he there's sun there's sunglasses. Does he only takes one pair, and he walks out and he puts them on at some point. Well, he takes the box. He takes the yeah, box. He, he took the box the, with. Here's here's where the oh here's yeah he where does the dumb the starts. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, this is where yeah, the yeah. dumb starts. He takes the whole box with him. Walks out. <laughs> he at first thinks he just has inherited a box of nice sunglasses. He doesn't put them on at first. Which by the <laughs> way. Would be sick. Right, right. I'd be giving sunglasses to my friends. Pretty girl walking down the street. You know what I mean? He has still not put these sunglasses on when he decides to put this box down. And he just keeps one pair of sunglasses. And where does he put it down? In a trash can in a back alley in Los Angeles. Listen, he's a minimalist. Why did he? And then he buries it like. So nobody else will find his sunglasses treasure. How selfish could you be? So if you're burying it, you're obviously coming back for these, but you literally just threw them away. (laughs) You didn't hide them. That's not hiding something. That's throwing something. You know, I've been to murder things uh, with my job. Where <laughs> make I, sure you say with your job. I've been there. I've been job. there with my hobby. No, where <laughs> a guy, where a guy like shot a dude in the face, and he got away from the cops, and he was going down a street at night, and it's trash night. There's a million trash cans lining the sidewalks. He could have just put his gun in any of those trash cans, and it would have disappeared the next morning. But instead, broke into another house's basement to hide his gun. And that's how he got caught. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he overthought it so hard. (laughs) Way too hard. I got to hide this gun as you walk by all these trash cans. Okay. Now, now what Nada has done here is throw away all these sunglasses, right? So, here, here is where I begin yelling at the screen. Because Nada's walking down the street and he puts on these shades for the first time because he's just do to do to do. I'm just not a whole place got raised. I don't have a home anymore. I got these shades, though. <laughs> what the heck's going on with those church people in these shades? And he puts them on and his whole life changes. He sees that the whole world is black and white. There's no color. All the signs say things like obey and reproduce and 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 it's insane. And then he sees an alien, a fucking alien yep. with these glasses and he keeps pulling them down and looking back up and pulling them down, looking back up. The guy's like, what's your problem? What do I do? I go straight back to that box of sunglasses and I Dude, get that. I get it immediately. As, as soon as they touch my skin, I'm running like. And then you I'm turn like, around, oh, like as soon as they touch, you turn and run to that. To that these dumpster. are all very valuable. I need <laughs> to go get these. And then I will spend an entire day walking around with these shades on, observing what I didn't know was happening and not interacting with it. You know what I'm saying? Because I need to figure out what the fuck is going on here, right? Yep. And then I need to pass out these sunglasses to other people who, who can see this too. <laughs> and we can figure out, okay, okay, we got to spread this. Guys. Yeah. And, he's, the, and he's just straight up acting like a weirdo. Like <laughs> He just immediately, t- he, he acts like a guy from my hometown. What the fuck? You're ugly, lady. <laughs> Jesus the- Christ, you look like ham on toast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those things, uh, it's one of the things that bothers me about these particular types of movies, which are uh, they exist in a world where there are no 
movies about that thing because all of us like Jacob said even if it's a even if it's a plan only based off of movies I've seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers I've seen all of like all of these things uh you'd like to think I'd like to think that in a horror movie if if Jason were chasing me I wouldn't run into the secluded wooded area I would try to find a populated area <laughs> and be like hey there's a big fucking dude with a machete back there <laughs> I know where the road is I'm going to go right. the road because yeah, I've yeah. seen because I've seen movies those right. movies exist in a world where there are no movies about the things that they, are happening they, they just jump in the pond and start swimming like, <laughs> like that's going to yeah. lead anywhere good so uh <laughs> and up to this point in the movie uh if this were the first time I'm watching it, I'm thinking like, we're like a half hour into this movie. What is this movie? There's nothing's really happened. I've just followed Rowdy Piper on his sad journey through some weird shit. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, there's the plot. This is the movie now. And yes. uh, when he puts the sunglasses on, I wrote down some of the things uh, like Jacob said, there's in all caps in every magazine, instead of advertisements, it's obey Marry and reproduce, no independent thought, consume, buy, follow, stay asleep. And I was like, Jesus, did I did I accidentally turn on a Rage Against the Machine music video instead of this movie? Uh, <laughs> and it's no, like you, you turned on Fox News. That's yeah. the funny thing. It's so like it's so like basic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Obey. Yeah, consume. But, but in nineteen eighty eight also, if you were an alien, you know, you probably don't want to get <laughs> mixed up in the flowery language. Have two to three relationships that probably don't work out. <laughs> That's a good point. And eventually point. marry That's a good and have a couple kids. In the simple times of the 1980s, the simple subliminal messages totally work. Have 2.5 um, children. Yeah. And the <laughs> Obey is. thing, of course, is very famous. Uh, this is where that logo, or not the logo itself, but the idea of the big block Obey letters uh, yeah. as an homage to this movie. Um, and they, I don't know, the aliens kind of look like, uh, the aliens <laughs> from Mars attacks to me, if they didn't have, the yeah. without the helmets. Well, I could see it cause well, the they eyes. had the green skin. Yeah. yeah the the eyes. eyes and the face shape a little bit. I, I could see that for sure. I was thinking the same thing. Um, they're creepy. Uh, yeah. They're creepy. I wonder, I always wonder with anything where it's guns and it's teeth are like on the outside of its mouth. how how that works when they talk because <laughs> you know they don't have lips you know but they you can see them like just going nang, nang. they like ninja turtle talking is what i call it <laughs> oh. uh, uh, but yeah they're actually pretty creepy i and especially when you see them in color uh at the end especially uh oh yeah they're crazy well, piper is uh also most mostly no selling it like He's he's not flummoxed to learn that they're alien overlords. No, oh, I love I mean, it. He's like, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He's he he is pretty flabbergasted uh, looking at that guy at the newsstand. Right, but once he sees it on the news and it's like, ma ma ma, eat ma ma ma, obey. He's like yeah. looking at the TV and he's like, oh, a fucking. That's boy. why all I want to <laughs> do like, is eat and obey. Of uh, course, this, this is what's happening. And this is my first, uh, my first iconic Rowdy Piper line here is where he's in the grocery store and he's looking at the human lady and he's looking at the alien lady and the alien lady's like, "What's your problem?" And he goes, "You, you're." Oh, what does he say? Oh, he he looks at the human lady. And he goes, "You, you're all right. You 
real fucking ugly. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that line. You know what he I does like next? After he insults her one more time, he walks backwards and falls over. <laughs> There's no he object trips on permanent. a bunch of shit. <laughs> I told you. He's like a dog. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the alien lady talks into her wristwatch and is like, uh, one of these guys can fucking spot me. We might want to. We might want to do something about that. His uh, his whole demeanor changes when he sees that he because he's like I don't like this because he sees that they have a communication device and they're all yeah. talking into their wrists, and that's when shit gets real. That's the thing, man. You didn't observe. <laughs> you didn't. Yeah. You didn't. You could have figured all this out if you just be like, "Hey, how's it going?" And they just talk to you, and you'd be like, "Oh, I got a wrist thing. Oh, oh, okay." And uh, you know. This Roddy Roddy Piper, he's just a hothead. He's just ready to. He was ready to kill them. Yeah. He wanted to kill those cops, his, and he did. His <laughs> nickname is Rowdy Jacob. He is he, super rowdy. It's in not this calm, movie. Rowdy Piper. He he, uh, he kills the shit out of those cops. So uh, he he leaves, and because the the aliens have been alerted. Yeah. They the 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 hive mind now knows. That one rowdy Roddy Piper is in town Nada. and knows and knows knows what the fuck's up. So uh, Piper goes. Uh, does he go into the um, alley on his own accord? Yeah, he's in the alley. Yeah, because they chase him out of the store. Up. Yeah, they chase him out of the store. These cops pull up. He doesn't have a weapon yet. But the cops pull up and he sees that they have a gun. <laughs> he fucking just takes it and kills one of them. He's like, yep. you do die like us. And then <laughs> oh, he dude. just kills the other one. He was so and... ready to kill these motherfuckers. Oh, dude, no. The second he found out there's aliens, it's game on for him. Like, he, <laughs> that's kind of the fun part because, like, he does succeed in his mission at the end of this movie. He he exposes them, and that's, that's great. Um, but I got man, problems he, with that too, by the way. He we'll just kind of he Ernest P. Whirls his way there. <laughs> uh, yeah, just yeah. hella hella whoopsies. There's a lot of whoopsies on. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whoop. Uh, I just fell in this hole, man. <laughs> I wrote that uh, even the alien cops don't shoot Rowdy Piper because he's white. You know, they're like, <laughs> he's, they know that he knows. Oh, the, they tried to buy him off. They're like, hey, yeah. we'll go somewhere to talk. And uh, we're going to hook you up. Maybe we can make a little deal. We don't want to kill you. Yeah. We need you. Uh, so then he gets a shotgun and he has one of the other cops guns. And then he's, he's literally walks... a hubbo with a shotgun now. Yeah. You guys think about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Uh, and he walks into the bank and delivers probably the most iconic line of the movie, which is yeah. uh, I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. I think the line works better. If it's reversed, I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. But who am I? You know, he's Rowdy Piper. I'm just a guy. You so. know, the the pioneer's never the one that gets it right. You know what I mean? Yeah, History then true. refines. You know, some 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 guys are doing like cooler guitar shit than Hendrix now. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And you know what? When this movie came out, we weren't expecting to still be talking about this movie, however long it's been thirty years sure. or whatever. Like. I thought this was, oh, that's that Rowdy Roddy Piper alien movie. Well, I saw that. And then, you know, like maybe years later, I remember buying it on DVD. I bought the special edition Screen Factory Blu-ray. Still have that. And, uh, you know, like every time it comes, you know, out, I'll buy it. But yeah. like, it's not like a movie I've seen a million times. Uh, but the cool thing is like the kick-ass and shoe bubble gum. I mean, that's that's lived. 
that's lived longer. Yeah. And, and a <laughs> yeah. lot of people like don't even know where that came from. It's in the it's in the pantheon. Yeah, it's an all-time move and it's uh Piper apparently had it written down in a journal where he had jotted down like all these various promo ideas or whatever and he just asked he showed it to John Carpenter and Carpenter was like, "Okay, that sounds like a thing that your character would say, so we'll throw it in the movie." You know. It's it's so funny. <laughs> there are a couple like random ass uh, uh, catchphrases like later he's yeah. like nobody my mama said something. what does he say my mama said nobody likes a tattletale or something like that yeah yeah, That's, <laughs> yeah he said that. Uh, my favorite was white lines in the middle of the wait <laughs> white lines oh. in the middle of the road wait yeah white lines in the middle of the road that's the worst place to drive. Yeah. Because yeah. Keith David's trying to tell him that he's like, he wants to stay in the middle. Exactly. You know? That's the worst uh, and, place to drive. So Piper, of course, takes great joy in uh, mowing down the aliens that are in this bank, uh, just shooting them with delight. Uh, and I had a question. Why did the aliens have regular person jobs? Like, I under I understand that they look like humans... If you don't seemed, have the glasses on, but like, what do they need money for? Well, it seemed I'm, like they were they have management positions and stuff like that. I, so, like at the bank, you know, you'd think the bank would need an alien in there to make sure shit stays alien. Yeah, you, you, and <laughs> right. plus, you, you stays alien. I keep this shit alien in here. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. I got it, guys. Keep it on lock. Uh, plus, you got you got to learn. You got to know your enemy. You know what I mean. Another yeah. fucking Rage Against the Machine thing we learned, you know? Yeah. So, uh, maybe, maybe they were just infil- infiltrators. I heard this mean? album, I heard this movie radicalize Zach De La Rocha, so that's <laughs> <laughs> something else that has it in its pocket. Uh, then, Roddy Piper seemingly, does Holly Thompson work at the bank? No, she works at the TV station, so he just yeah. kidnapped a random woman. He just <laughs> grabs her. Yeah. She is just walking through that parking garage and he's just like yoink he was walking yeah. around just going just somebody's so finally an attractive person and he grabbed her and, you know, he's, I, being, he's being chased by police he just grabbed yeah. the first thing and She's it's very... important it's important to note not all the police are aliens which i think is also like a subtext to the movie that like there is evil that is accidental those those cops don't know they're on the team exactly but they are on the team and he, you can see he recognizes that when he lets that one go, he's he's just like get out of here, and you know, like yeah. you can tell with the glasses that he's a human. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, Meg Foster, guys, Meg Foster looks like a witch. <laughs> uh, just and she's played a witch a couple of times, yeah. but uh, she's played Evil Lynn, the most evil witch in the world. She's Skeletor's right hand lady. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, too bad she couldn't conjure up emotion in this movie yeah no, no. well that's what i was to, gonna say how to goddamn act in a movie she, she was just i can't somebody drugged her she was drugged this entire movie what did, <laughs> well, did weinstein have something to do with this movie oh he wasn't a drugger drugger was was cosby around <laughs> spanish fly during this movie yeah. like she, if he i don't know why he trusted her like ever because she's her eyes bro she's got the ocean blues like i would trust, yeah, I don't trust nobody with eyes like that to me you're at least a descendant of one <laughs> to yes. me, yes goddamn witch is what she <laughs> uh so it turns out like uh they have an they have an icy standoff where we learn that holly works for the tv station and piper's like tv station eh let me hit you with the let me hit you with some heavy info and then while 
she's going to get a drink, he gets up to like look at something, and she just bashes him in the head with this ninja move. He should have known not to. Well, listen, man, listen, you got to back up. You got to back up because, like, the way she talks to him, once again, I'm a nice guy. I'm being chased by cops because there's aliens and I have sunglasses that can prove it. And if I just put them on this girl, she'll be able to see it, too. But no, I'm going to hold off this information the entire time we make a car ride. I'm going to make it seem like I'm about to take this woman to her house. And I I keep asking you married. She's like, yeah, don't lie to me. And she's like, how did he know? Like, like, well, because the way she said it. And 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 then and then he's like, you live alone, and like she, she 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 doesn't answer, and he's like, take me there, and she's like, I'd rather not, and you know this is looking bad, yeah. this is looking real bad, this this is kind of stuff you see twenty years later, you'd be like, and she took him to his house, yeah. to her house, you know, but dome, so dome, dome. he gets that there. music in the background, and the entire time she is treating him like she is about to have some shit happen to her, she's like whatever you can do whatever i'll be whatever you want i'll do whatever you want at whatever time you want just do not hurt me and he's like you know you know and she's like no you're in charge you're in charge you know she's completely submissive and at this point i'd be like no 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 i'm not gonna hurt you and then he tries he tries for a second. He's like, lady, they're not fucking crazy. They're the sunglasses. And she's like, yeah, the sunglasses. And I love what she says, too. She's like, oh, I can put them on. But even if I don't see it, I'm going to see what you want me to see. And, and then he gives up. And he's, yeah. like, oh. he's like, oh, well, won't he's show like, you then. Well, then you're right. <laughs> Fuck it. And then and then. He doesn't recognize that this woman is on full alert and he, and he, doesn't, he doesn't realize that he's about to get whacked over the head with a fucking bottle and she had every right to do it. And she is a strong woman for doing what yeah. she did. Yeah, uh, she smoked his ass with a bottle, like almost in one movement. She, she smokes him with the bottle move. and then, and then yeah. kicks him out the fucking window. It was like, a spin uh, move. Like, a uh, devastating spinning back fist like, with uh, that bottle. Like uh, uh, the Rick James sketch in Chappelle's. With, if if one of you guys takes one more step, I'm kicking this dude out the motherfucking window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, it was classic. Uh, so Piper he, falls, falls down yeah. this hill, which is always funny. It's good in a movie. Every it's always good. Time. It's like uh, Farley and uh, is it Tommy Boy or Black Sheep? That he Black Sheep is Black where he falls down the hill. Yeah. He's like, he what survives. in the hell was that all about? <laughs> he survives every second of it. Yeah. yeah. And then Piper's like, well, it's been a rough day. I learned that there are aliens. I kidnapped a woman. She hit me in the head with a bottle. I rolled down this hill. Uh, I'm going to just sleep it off under this underpass for a little while. Because uh, he also says putting the uh, the sunglasses on uh, makes you feel like you're high and it gives you a headache. And uh, yeah. earlier in the movie, whenever the hacker is intercepting the signal, the people watching it keep complaining that they're getting a headache. So something about knowing the, what the truth. Re- yeah, the goddamn truth uh, ruins it for you. So. Then this is so now we're like 45 minutes in. We've seen Keith David in two scenes. He's mm-hmm. the co lead of this movie. Suddenly, now he's back, but he yeah. doesn't want anything to do with Rowdy Piper's ass because Piper yeah, just comes like, back to the construction site. He's like, I have nowhere else to go. Like, how I many people did you kill? He's like, they were all bad. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, they all deserved it as shit. <laughs> Just yeah. so you know, I could show you how. Not gonna. But once yeah. it, once again, once again, Piper could easily explain exactly what he's like. Come over here. I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened. You could think I'm crazy, but I got these sunglasses that I put in a trash can. I'm gonna take you over there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, he, he's trying. To, he's trying to talk to Keith David. But Keith David doesn't want any of his shit. So Piper's like, you know what? Fuck you then. And he goes back to the trash can, which, as Jacob pointed out, is the worst hiding spot that you could put something. Uh, and now... He gets lucky. He, he gets lucky. <laughs> well, he arrives. It's one of those things uh, where it, it has to happen for the movie. The convenience of the movie is like, oh, trash day happens to be Thursday. He happened to show back up right when the dumpster is being emptied. And he's like, shit. Oh, God. And then he has to get in the dumpster and uh, get the glasses back out. And then the, I don't know why, but the, I guess because he opened the doors, but the dumpster <laughs> releases well, yeah, all I, of its trash for some I reason. I guess when the truck is driving that the thing tilts up, which didn't make any sense to me because you'd think it's, I don't, maybe they do that to maneuver those tight corners. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he opens the door, he gets the sunglasses, then he realizes that they are tilting up and they dump all the trash back out onto the ground along with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. And so and now he's got, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry, now he's got the whole thing of glasses, which I don't know why he thinks, like if I'm trying to convince you of something, Jacob or Andrew, and I'm like, you don't believe me? Let me go get 30 of the thing that I want to show you, and maybe that'll t maybe that'll make you want to listen to me instead. Well, see, he lost his glasses when Meg Foster knocked him out the window. That like they were <laughs> they were on the couch or near the couch. He jumped up because she said she worked at the TV studio, and he's like, the TV studio, they're broadcasting. <laughs> and then she's like, here's my moment, and so. He went back to get a pair of glasses. He was very he, uh, weird thing was what he put in that trash can was like 30 pairs of glasses. But what he finds in the dumpster is like two pairs of glasses or three in a box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so somebody grabbed all those glasses or something. Um, but anyway. Then there's, a, there's the, a bunch of rats walking around just looking. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is when Keith David walks up, offers him a few bucks, says, "Here's here's a week's pay. That's all I can do. I don't want no part of this shit." <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just paying you so that I have a clean conscience. I don't want to see your ass anymore. And Piper's like, "It's a okay, great toss but... too. He throws it straight into the into the box, perfectly into the box from it like 25 shot. feet." Yeah. Yeah, keep uh, David, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and so now Piper's like, okay, but you have to put these glasses on. And Keith David's like, nah, pass. And he doesn't say why. Doesn't he's say why. just like, put the glasses on. I have to show you something. And he's like, nah, I'm all right. So now we get the probably the other most iconic thing in this movie <laughs> is the, uh, the longest fight. fight scene you have ever seen yes. in a movie ever. This uh, alley fight There's scene. There's three is acts to this fight scene. It's five minutes and 20 seconds with no music underneath yep. it. It is yep. not scored by anything. And it's really like, it's pretty brutal in this fight. Like they're kicking the shit out of each other. Uh, and well, that's I a funny theme. thing. It's this brutal fight scene. And it's because a guy doesn't want to put a pair of fucking sunglasses on. Hey dude, yeah. maybe just put them on. Appease the guy. 
It's a quick thing. You don't have to get your ass kicked for fucking yeah, You seem to like the guy and you seem to want to help him. But all he's asking you is this crazy thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And this is the type yeah, of fight. Weird. Like I've walked by like where near where a homeless camp is and you see a couple of guys fighting uh, or yelling at each other or something. <laughs> and, you know, I could see where somebody walked by and be like, he's just trying to yell. They're fighting because he wants them to put on some sunglasses or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but like for real, in the real, in the real, what's the big deal, man? Just put them on <laughs> just for a <laughs> second. Humor him. Anybody. Why didn't anybody put these fucking glasses on? <laughs> no, it's not that we know we that Nada isn't the most convincing Jacob. motherfucker, but somebody's got to at least want to put some sunglasses on for a second for somebody. I mean, come on. I'm going to I'm gonna try to get somebody to put on some sunglasses tomorrow and see how hard it is. We don't negotiate do with terrorists, dude. You know? <laughs> I'll put them on if I want. That's it. And so uh, they, they have this fight and like there are parts of this, apparently Piper and Keith David were both like, okay, we'll work the the punches to the face and the groin strikes, but everything else, let's just kind of kick the shit out of each other and make it as real as possible. And uh, the they do, Piper gives him a back suplex on the concrete, which would kill someone. That's, that kills Keith David, if, uh, if this isn't a movie. In, in like, wrestling. In wrestling. Honestly, like... Yeah. Both shouldn't be able to walk to that hotel afterwards, honestly. Right. Like there's... They genuinely beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Like... Well, Keith David's, like, on top of Piper, kneeing him straight in the groin. Like, <laughs> like... five times in a row. <laughs> yeah. I, love, he's like... I love that underhanded hit when he hits Keith David in the balls, yeah. and he goes, you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> 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 well, that's when it became... You know, not a fight of civility. Now it's now yeah. it's on. What's this a low blow? Bites him, and Roddy Piper's trying to gouge his eyes out. And shit. Yeah. Well, and, and that's not even friendship lesson. anymore. Like if if you and I got into a fight, and then you started trying to gouge my eyes out, I don't. <laughs> there's no way I'm helping you out after that. Fuck you, dude. Dude, right. and I the, fight dirty, bro. That's and too the far. entire like you think that last time when Rowdy's laying on the ground. And then Keith David comes over and puts those glasses on his chest and he walks away. And you and he has that moment of levity where he's just like feeling his ribs and he's just like, ow, ah, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and then Rowdy just gets up and starts beating the shit out of him yeah. again. I couldn't then, believe the fight was restarting when it happened. Then, <laughs> I couldn't then, believe it. Because like he had said, to uh, he literally had to fight. Had to force sunglasses onto someone's face yeah. for them to finally go. Oh shit! The sunglasses—they got some kind of magic power. Oh man, what did you tell like, me? Yeah, because well, he like, didn't instantly... tell him. He never <laughs> yeah. says why. Never. He's just like, put on the glasses. That is true. He is, never says why. Which is why the South Park thing is so funny, is because Jimmy Vaughn. If everybody doesn't know this, this was uh, this was uh, in South Park in season four, I think. Uh, they had a cripple fight between Jimmy Vollmer and Timmy. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and it was a mirror of this scene, and it was because Jimmy wanted Timmy to put on a hat. <laughs> yeah, you put on the hat when I say put on the hat. Uh, yeah, I love Not the, this I year. love the I love the Timmy Jimmy rivalry. It's one of my favorite things in in uh, in South Park, but um, it was so good. The 
the side by side, like they timed everything perfectly. Yeah, they really love this movie. There's a yeah, there's a YouTube clip where they put the two fights up next to each other that Jacob watched, and then uh, I got sent today. Which, if you have five minutes, it's really worth the time <laughs> to see it because it's hilarious. Um, so then immediately Keith David's attitude changes. He was. He, he almost just killed Rowdy Piper, and then he puts the glasses on. And he's like, holy fucking shit, you're my dude for life. Now you and I. Right. <laughs> Fuck my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have an inextricable bond. Like, just think about what would you guys do? Like, if, if well, I'll tell you what. I, I've already told you what I would do. What would you guys do? If, if been given these sunglasses and then you see this exact thing happening. I'd be a lot more clear when I talk to people about it. I don't think I'd be running down the street being like, I got booty fucking You know what I mean? I'd try, I'd try to, I'd tell a bunch of people that I knew really well and be like, hey, guy, check this out. I definitely wouldn't like, well, the problem is you have to, you have to put yourself in the situation of not only what would you do, do we have to, I think you have to start, what would you do if you start in an alley cornered by two alien cops? Right, <laughs> but I wouldn't well, have gotten in that situation because I wouldn't have been fucking being a weirdo at the grocery store. <laughs> that's what. I, that's why I'm asking, what would you do? Because yeah. like you wouldn't be in that situation. So okay, so we'll back it up. So I would observe. tell people that I know, and I would be like, hey guys, put this fucking shit on. I'd probably be crying at the time. I cry easily. <laughs> I'm gonna cry if I see if I see this shit. And then, uh, and then we're gonna try to find the highest ranking non alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know show what I mean? Them. How, show how them. far how far up does the shit go? You know? yeah. But they might be bought off. See, that's I know. I wouldn't know that, so I might make a giant mistake. Yeah. And, uh, probably will, but that's that's, that's, pro- that's are, probably what I would have done. They got this in place. Somebody's already made that mistake. See, I think that's <laughs> why it sounds cowardly. I probably do nothing. Right. <laughs> like just keep those glasses just in, so like when you go on a date, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, you're good. Well, because it's it's sort of the, <laughs> the argument that any any conspiracy theorist friend of mine is always like okay man but the illuminati right if it's and i'm like okay well let's i'll entertain you if the illuminati is real and what you're telling me is that there's a secret group of people that run all the shit and they're in charge of everything and they place the president and they have the money and they do all this stuff what am i going to do about that yeah honestly what am i going to do with that information it's my day my day doesn't change at all okay <laughs> I guess that guy's in charge instead of the guy they said's in charge. What do I? That, I can't do anything about that. So, yeah, that, that's a good point because that is this movie is is supposed to be like kind of an analog to the real 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 life, and there are a lot of these things. They're not exactly true, but they, there's a lot of like direct links to things that are happening nowadays. Because John Carpenter Carpenter says that this movie is about capitalism and unfettered capitalism and how it you know, exploits the people and uh, and holds them down and they want you to be uh, conforming and unhappy and all that stuff. Right. So that's kind of happening and we're not doing anything. But <laughs> but we don't I have think, a satellite to shoot. I think, I know. That right. would, if I had a satellite to shoot, I feel like I'd shoot well, the satellite. Uh, uh, we'll get to the end of the movie, but it's almost, it's also the same thing that happens when somebody's like, okay, but the, the FBI killed JFK. And I'm like, okay, great. I get like I still go to work tomorrow, or what? What do I do yeah. if they, they killed him? Had their reasons, and right. um, they must not be sharing them with me. So, right. oh man, that... we should go back in time sixty years and kill the FBI. <laughs> yeah, like Wait that probably 
that probably sucks for him. I don't like, what do I do about it? The moon landing's fake. Okay, great. Do I still, I still have to go to work, right? It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. So we if might it's not have gone to the moon. Right. Yeah. What's the difference? What, what no, changes we, for me? If the, we if can we only win, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> like right. Oh yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not well, saying that... that I buy into the conspiracies, but I say all of these things where they're like, I could believe that the, you know, the Rothschilds or whatever, they set all this shit up and they're in charge of everything. Well, what am I going to, what am I going to do about that? It doesn't, uh, having the information or not having the information doesn't change anything. So I probably keep the glasses and then I'm real suspicious of some alien types. I don't <laughs> invite them to my barbecue anymore. <laughs> right, right. You yeah. you realize that that weird guy at work, there's a reason he was the weird guy at work. Yeah. Like, oh, he's an alien. Maybe even then you're just like, maybe I should show him how to be more human. You know? Yeah, or I, maybe I, I, I turn into the care. yuppie guy at the end. I, I just don't like, Dusty, do, do you think you'd, you'd keep the secret? Because I don't think I'd be able to keep the secret. That's too big of a thing. I, I feel like I'd be like, brag, like I'd get, you can't drink alcohol ever again in your life you're gonna yeah, try to keep this secret and people are probably always like why you got them sunglasses on all the time yeah you'll be like, you'll you know that fucking girl you're talking to at the bar over there yeah you yeah. know yeah. Did you know she's a, a fucking alien let me let me ask you a question <laughs> can you see aliens <laughs> why so, am i wearing these sunglasses because i see through you yeah so keith, man wink keith david puts on the sunglasses and now he could see through the bullshit right so he could uh yeah like mitch hedberg <laughs> yeah so he can he can now see uh that butter is better than margarine he's seen through the bullshit uh <laughs> And they decide they can do something. They are better than me. They are not. <laughs> they are not just going to sit back and embrace their alien overlords. So they meet up with the resistance uh, that not quite Meatloaf and some of the other guys have <laughs> have developed. And they're like, been, we've got. And they they were having this conversation in the after the. Well, I want to talk about the best thing about the fight to me is I love anytime two men are hanging out. And they're both like all fucked up because they beat the shit out of each other. Right. Oh, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, like my bully, me and him became best friends after we got in a fight. Like after <laughs> I stood up to him and we were both fucked up and bloody. We were we were cool. I, yeah. I just it's a hard love, earned respect, you know, that's yeah. a that's a great like type of scene of the, these two guys like just walking down the street limping and the like Roddy Piper's the swelling on his face is oh yeah great makeup actually yeah. and and when they walk up to that hotel or to that hotel just to get the hotel they walk through the lobby and everything yeah they they really look like they've been through it and yeah. I think that's the same lobby uh, that's in the lobby as uh National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1 when Whoopi Goldberg's in the scene yeah is that, that the, is I, that I just the want one? To, sorry I just want anybody to watch that movie we did that for the podcast, right? Uh, maybe. Is that yeah. his, Emilio? You, you is Emilio that in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did yeah, that. Yeah. God damn it. I love Emilio Estevez. Shout out to yeah. Emilio Estevez. We love you, buddy. Uh, he's the best Sheen. Sorry about opinion. your family. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. God damn it. Um, so, yeah, I, I just love that they beat the shit out of each other and they're just kicking it and just like they both are not recovering well. <laughs> like They're both just like sitting there like... Uh, yeah. yeah, really <laughs> took him. Out, really took it out of him. You know, yeah. it's not like in uh, what is it? I think the fourth Die Hard movie. There's a scene where mm -hmm. Bruce Willis jumps out of a helicopter 
that's crashing onto a freeway overpass and just does like a tuck and roll and he's just like all right let's go <laughs> and yeah. like that was actually a, a jet that oh that's a jet off of. right the harrier jet oh my god <laughs> so like it's that, yeah. like because in a in a real fight like not even a real fight i played manager and i had a show the other day i played drums for four hours the next day i was like <laughs> i was very sore like, oh yeah I could yeah. like feel my muscles from just that activity, let alone having to fight young spry ass Keith David <laughs> in an alley. <laughs> so, uh, I think that's, that's a realism. And that's also a carpenter thing for like sort of yeah. these gritty things that he's in. Like when you watch the thing, you can feel how fucking cold it is. Like, yeah, it's in the fact, atmosphere is very well established. They were shooting on a set at first. And he was like, uh, the actors aren't getting, like, they aren't getting it. Like, it's supposed to be cold. They're like, can we shoot in Antarctica? <laughs> yeah. And then they went there and they did it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, so. Uh, He's then like, they now you're cold, aren't you? Now <laughs> you're cold, Kurt Russell. You motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> take that, Wilford Brimley. Uh, so they go to not not quite Meatloaf's uh, town hall meeting. Uh, where they we get exposition dump. So this is the big, okay, here's where we figured all the shit out. So the aliens have bought the cops with wealth and power, uh, and they want to develop the Earth. The Earth is essentially a third world country to them. And we don't know how long the aliens have been here. We don't know the exact motivation for what they want. But uh, we do know that they basically run all the way up the flagpole to uh, high levels of government and power and influence. Uh, and then the cops come in and just start shooting every motherfucker that's in that building. Those are the same motherfuckers that came through and raised that, <laughs> yeah. that raised that homeless camp, man. They just, they just come in and bust in. But before they bust in, old Meg Foster, witch lady shows up. That's right. And she, Cause they're like, why don't we just turn the TV signal off? And she's like, uh, yeah, the TV station has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Just I showed up out of nowhere to tell you that. Where did I even come from? How did I even know you survived? How did I even know anything? I don't know. Look at my eyes. Uh, but <laughs> she could have all... even said, I put the glasses on after you you know, left. Yeah. And uh... <laughs> we also get to meet Gadget Guy. So like every, uh, this is a movie that has the gadget guy trope. Yeah, the guy cute. who has, he's he's got the he's got the watches and he's trying to figure out how to make it because they these aliens can make themselves invisible. Right. And, yeah, uh, this guy's Jay. He's not quite Q, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, he talks about there's a two way communicator that they have. That's their watch. Uh, yeah, and so they have a. Is this no? This isn't where they get the busted one. They get the busted one in a little bit. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, the same um, busted one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, they give him one. They're like, here, take this, and Keith David puts it in his yeah, wallet or his pocket. So yeah, so then um, he's talking to this this uh, this uh, blue eyed uh, vixen, uh, <laughs> and uh, the the wall explodes. <laughs> the wall explodes. <laughs> right next Everybody to him. comes in. She's like, they're right there. And, yeah. and he's, he's like, yeah. and uh, that's anyway, that's some confidence she had because she stood right where the bomb was about to explode, by the well, way. Well, it was like when you watch the scene, it was like she was standing. She was like, 
I have to keep him standing right here because she kept asking him really simple questions like, so how's it going? So, <laughs> Everything so good? Why do you usually wear that shirt? <laughs> so <laughs> aliens. Like that. That's and, pretty uh, fucked up, right? <laughs> yeah, so the wall blows up. Uh, Keith David and Rowdy Roddy Piper shoot a whole bunch of <laughs> cops. And, yeah. and, and, uh, they go out to this alley and and they're trapped and uh and then all of a sudden uh the watch gets shot and the watch malfunctions and then this robot voice lady out of nowhere is just like if your watch malfunction go through this hole the hole will close in 10 seconds you know and so right right piper mr fuck it mr <laughs> ernest p whirl is like go in the hole I mean, yeah. of course, the hole does look like a better, you know, option because you only got so many bullets and there's like 20 cops coming after them. Yeah. So they jump in this hole and then all of a sudden they're in this uh, corridor. And what what do you, Andrew, you've never seen this, right? Yeah, I've never seen it. Dusty, had you ever seen this? Yes, a long time ago. I haven't watched it in years. Okay, okay. Um, like I said, this is kind of the point where the movie's got 30 minutes left and you're like, what the fuck is going to happen in this movie? This is such a huge concept. Yeah. How are they going to wrap this up in 30 minutes from here? <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. the credits. The pacing yeah, yeah. is so bizarre. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And then they're in this corridor, they start looking around and they realize they're in the TV station and, they well before that though they, they there's like an award ceremony for like the the humans that are bought off and they're like you guys are the reason we're able to be awesome you guys give yourselves a round of applause and they run into one of the homeless camp dudes right not quite randy quaid that guy <laughs> he he's the bum from uh he played a bum a few times actually he's he's uh the back to the future bench bum you know that guy Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. He's that guy. Um, excuse me. I don't know if you had something prepared for this part. Oh Let's no, see. go ahead. But I'm, I'm just saying. Like he, he's like, hey guys, when did they buy you? I didn't know you guys would be bought off. That's <laughs> really awesome. What's going on here, right? This is so great. I'm so rich. Have you guys seen the place yet? And they're all like, both. They look like terrorists. Like they look <laughs> like they're up to no good at all. Yeah. And and they're like, no, they're like I haven't trying to hold police. guns behind their back. Like they yeah. both are open carrying uh, this guy's just, just like, guns. Oh, let me show you around. And so he shows them all around. They're at the TV station. Uh, and then, yeah, once they get enough exposition, they start shooting. <laughs> yeah, they just immediately start shooting. Them. <laughs> so the the homeless dude uh, takes them around, and he's like, "Hey, check this out. This is pretty nifty." And it turns out that there's like an interdimensional highway or uh, portal gun or something where they're just zapping people off planet. And it's like that's why the, the pacing of this movie is so weird. We just learned five minutes ago what the aliens. <laughs> Uh, yeah. like entire plan is and now you're introducing this other thing that doesn't fucking mean anything in the movie what i mean what a concept you can go anywhere in the galaxy yeah. from this portal at the bottom of this police station or, or this a, tv station what so we just and, see like a businessman getting zapped off planet and, yeah. uh, what a huge concept to introduce when your movie's got 20 minutes left now that's a <laughs> it's a bold move john carpenter i will tell i will tell you that um 
yeah, I like the shareholders meeting kind of scene where the the aliens are like, uh, you know, we've we've got thirty three percent integration into the system, and that's all thanks to you and you and you, uh, which is pretty nice. And then the um, the yuppie guy, the the now the newly cr- uh, crusted yuppie guy is like, <laughs> look, man, we all sell out every single day. What's wrong with being on the winning team? And I was watching it being like, this yuppie's making some sense, man. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like in the Matrix when that dude's just like, I took the money. I like the steak. And he's yeah, like, Joey, I, Joey Pants. Yeah, like, Joey Pants. Do I want to eat just like, or do I want to eat this yeah, fake steak? Yeah, like, I'll just eat the fucking steak, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, like you said, Roddy Piper and Keith David are acting sketchy as fuck. They're like, <laughs> and they're like, Oh, oh so yeah, show uh, me more. Yeah, and they're like, so that's uh, that's the TV studio, and he's like, yeah, and he's like, so uh, it's like, where's that signal coming from, huh? Does, and he's like, Bill oh, yeah. got any uh, vulnerabilities? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, we don't know. And he's like, well, can we uh, can we maybe go into the TV studio? And they're like, the upper the the uh, the old homeless dude is like, well, you know, they don't really let people into the TV studio. And Rowdy Piper's like, come on. Old homeless pals, <laughs> come on. We knew each tur- other for two days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so he turns to the cops and he's like, "Hey, can my buddies go in there?" And the cops are like, "Or the the alien cops are like, absolutely fucking not, dude. Are you <laughs> are you crazy?" <laughs> and uh, so then, like Jacob said, they just start <laughs> blasting start fools. Shooting. Yeah, they don't care. And uh, they <laughs> there is a blues kind of riff that's underneath them running through the hallways in the final shootout that seems out of place for the mood of, the, of that particular scene to this me. whole goddamn yeah well this this whole scene what were you gonna say andrew you were about to say maybe what no i could I, this whole movie is a weird blues riff the whole <laughs> well, yeah yeah that's true yeah. that's true but yeah this whole scene is just pretty much them like gunning everybody down in the in the tv studio yeah, around every it. corner, there's two dudes, and they just blast those two. And they dudes. just with fucking don't even like, don't even <laughs> they, think of just, just mowing people down. He went from probably maybe I don't know. You think Roddy killed somebody in his life before today? I mean, he don't end up with <laughs> I, a net. It seems like he 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 was he was itching. Yeah, yeah. it seems it seems like he had a toothbrush in his pocket and he was dying to brush his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> you don't um, end up like a, with a knapsack like that if you haven't uh, at least <laughs> attempted to kill a guy. You know that is true. Um, he made his way up through the boxcars. Yeah, but yeah, the 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 bum dude. Before I keep saying bum, I think that's an outdated term. Uh, the homeless dude. I guess homeless is okay. You mean you mean you you mean it? Uh, it it's a term of endearment to me. The, <laughs> You're a bum, ah, eh? ah, eh? what a cute little bum. Yeah, I think they got onto like Tony Hawk for putting that in the in the remake, the bum, the mum hop or whatever. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's because um, the, the magic bum. Yeah, yeah, hop name, the magic bum. Yeah, so that people got onto that anyway. Um, that guy, he lets him know he's like, got to get to the roof. That's where the dish is because they're about to kill him. And then the second they turn their back on him, he's like, see ya. And he disappears <laughs> with his watch and uh, they go through. They get to the roof. Now, this 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 is where this movie is just like, well, no, they haven't got to the roof yet. Hold on. Yeah, they run into Holly. They again, run into Holly, and he fucking... really is just dying to see Holly again. He loves Holly, even <laughs> though. She, yeah, why? She threw him out a window. Understandable. 
I understand that, fella. but like, I guess, <laughs> it, like, I guess it's I just I guess the I eyes. was being crazy, yeah. I guess it's just the she eyes, him, man. She threw him out a window. She then led the bad guys to him again. You know? <laughs> <That's true. laughs> like, yeah, I mean, and, the first time he met her, he, he got thrown out a window. The second right. time he saw her, he exploded. <laughs> he's had no chance to get to know this girl, but he's like, we gotta find Holly. And then when he sees yeah. her, he's like, Holly! Oh my God! It's Holly! And then seems, he, she's like, "Seems like you're strategically placed every single where, every single place I need to go." Ah, <laughs> Holly. So Good. he he gets a little bit of a, ahead of her and Keith David, and he goes up the stairs, and she pops Keith David in the head with a pistol, kills him immediately. It's like the most. Oh my God! Yeah, that's yeah, I, me. I forgot that happened, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" She killed Keith David. Like and the, <laughs> and the soundtrack is like, like <laughs> that is all you It's the NWO music playing in the background. So that's a rap on Keith David. Yeah. So then like he gets outside and listen, man, this is kind of where like this movie. I can't truly believe that <laughs> these aliens got this whole thing on lock. Um, and they have not been discovered for the longest time because no one, because their satellite dish has never malfunctioned, right? Um, <laughs> whether it be a bullet, whether I, I work for TV stations, these things go down. Our radio tower got hit by lightning last week and we were down for like three hours. Exactly. There's, it's emergency time for the, uh, the engineering guys, but you know, Things are going to go wrong. Yeah. And I can't believe that the at least the entire Los Angeles area, uh, the only way these aliens were clouded uh, or in, in stealth in their disguise that looked like humans was because of this one satellite dish. Yeah. That, exactly. That's, it's like that was these motherfuckers down. You know what happens when you shoot a satellite dish? It goes well, might go into it it doesn't explode probably fine but also five minutes ago we saw these aliens send people out of the galaxy without a suit without a without a a, a ship insane technology the entire ruse that they have going they still have to use a satellite dish for it they don't even have bluetooth i was gonna (laughs) I was going to point out, I know both of you work in, in media and yeah. technology, and I do not. However. That is true. You work at a bank. <laughs> have either of you fucked Loser. with Loser. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Uh, have either of you fucked with alien tech? That's all I'll say. You know? The, the alien tech, maybe they make stronger satellite dishes. Who Listen, knows? the the guy the guy who set up the wiring for our tower is an alien, but... <laughs> He's cool about it. He's a different type I, of alien. I honestly <laughs> think that my, my, my head engineering guy is like a really weird dude, and but he's a fucking genius. He like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I look at like all the wires they put together and stuff like that, I'm like, whoo. They all look crazy. like the mad scientist from UHF. Mm-hmm. He kind of is like a mad scientist yeah. from UHF. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, like this is a satellite dish. Very weak satellite <laughs> also, dish. Yeah. Also. You blow up the thing, right? Uh, so, uh, well, okay. So, 
Um, uh, you're jumping ahead. Yeah, I know. So uh, Keith David gets his fucking head blown off, right, and right, then right, right, uh, right. and then uh, he goes out. He goes picture, out to the picture top. rap on old Keith. The kids he sees the satellite dish, and then she says something like, "You really should have just turned away." Yeah, you shouldn't have. Yeah. You shouldn't have snooped around. Put your nose where it didn't belong. Why didn't she just fucking shoot him? Bam! Oh, threat they, taken care of. Bang! 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 <laughs> bang! Bang! bang, bang. A, exactly. He has a gun. Like, and it's not like she's in love with him. She don't give a fuck about this guy at all. She just killed Keith David, who's even more lovable than Nada. Yes, that's and, true. And she don't give a fuck. But no, she's got to do the bad guy Bond villain thing. You could have been rich. You could have been somebody. They're gonna now. Let's go downstairs. And we're just going to talk. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No. So then Roddy Piper shoots her and she dies. Oh, wait, wait, no, no. And then a helicopter. Oh, that's right. Comes up. So she's got a gun on him. And then a helicopter comes up out of nowhere. Nobody heard this helicopter coming. I know helicopters. <laughs> they're pretty loud. <laughs> but he heard every word she said. That's impossible. Yeah. Alien tech, dude. Alien this tech. helicopter comes out of nowhere. And they don't even have guns on him. And they're like, stop or we'll shoot. They like, go, quit it. We've got a helicopter <laughs> aimed at you. <laughs> you know? And uh, he's just like, puts his gun down. She's like, it's all good, even though, like, well, all he should be hearing is <laughs> yeah. and uh, and uh, <laughs> he fucking pulls a gun out of his sleeve, shoots her. She has the funniest little death rattle of a get, getting <laughs> shot death. Yep. Like, there is no squid. It's one of those deaths where there's no squib. So you see, where did she even get shot? She just yeah. kind of falls backwards in place. Yeah. And, falls um, backwards like a board. <laughs> this it's ending the... is just so weird and so like, uh, and then he turns around. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. You're good. It's better if you finish. Yeah. Turns around, gets on his knees like a fucking badass and shoots two bullets <laughs> into a satellite <laughs> dish. That is responsible for keeping the entire alien uh, race hidden. Everything. Yeah goes to shit right after that <laughs> the signal is broken every alien now looks like an alien well and he shot he gets shot and killed oh well yeah yeah by they the get helicopter they guys. get him the helicopter guys do have a gun turns yeah. out they had to turn the helicopter sideways to yeah. actually shoot him <laughs> yeah. but they were threatening him with it forward they're like man you didn't we should have started sideways. We could have stopped him. <laughs> like yelling at each other. Yeah. Well, I I'm sorry. The start sideways. You the wind shifted. First. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you expect me to do? Our specific, uh, our our specific duties were the instructions were to stare at him mean for a second and then turn and kill him. Just following orders. <laughs> Tell him stop or we'll shoot. <laughs> don't have no guns yet. Don't yet. The guns are in the you back. got them. Guns are in the back. We got to wait for him to make the next move. Even though the precious satellite dish is right there. <laughs> the reason we have this fucking helicopter ready. There was a team. There was a crew of people that were like, get the helicopter. He's on the roof. You guys like gassing up the helicopter and shit. And, and they failed. <laughs> they just they failed at, at their one job. They just stared at him for a, like a full minute. <laughs> So our hero dies, but and he fl aliens... he flips off the aliens as he's dying. Yeah, yeah, they're they're exposed now, and we see a montage of the 
It's the best part of the movie, really. It is funny. Just a quick montage of aliens like chilling in a bar and everybody starts looking at them and they're like, oh, fuck. The one in the bar is hilarious because it's it's just a it's just a mannequin. He doesn't move at all. Oh, I didn't notice. He's just sitting there like looking at looking up at the TV like that. And uh, he doesn't move at all. So it's very clearly just like a mannequin. And uh, so then they have it's two it's two aliens on um, on the news. And somebody's like, Carol, you look like shit, or something like that. (laughs) Like, hell! There's the one in the bar, and then there's a girl having the the most unenthusiastic weird sex I've ever seen. She's riding on top of this dude. Yeah. And uh, she's moving like half an inch, and she has no expression on her face. She's on volume, but you know, it kind of, it just it adds to the montage. Cause you're like, you went the whole movie and there's no nudity in this movie. And then boom, you're hit with this. Oh, I'm awake now. And then you see, she's sitting on top of an alien and he goes, what's the matter, baby. <laughs> and then the movie and that's ends. the last <laughs> scene in the movie. And I love it. I love it. So I, I want to circle back to where they, <laughs> what's the matter, baby. They're running through the corridor to try to get to the satellite. Okay. And I'm like, how much time is left in this movie? And so I look, there's seven minutes left. I didn't look. Oh, <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> like, they, and I'm like, okay, mo- most movies end with like 10 minutes left because the credits take so long. What are they going to accomplish? How are they going to do it? And then it's immediately Keith David gets killed. They cut to Rowdy Piper. She reveals that she's evil. Holly reveals she's evil. Then Rowdy Piper kills her with the secret gun, the old hobo special uh, gun in the sleeve. And then... It was like the hot dog in his sleeve from I Think You Should Leave, Jacob. Yeah. The guy who chokes on the hot dog in the... in the. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> and, and then... I, I, I don't know if hobo is any better than bum, I guess. I'm not sure. I'm, I, listen, I, I'm... I, I, I don't know, but hey. Big I, hobo I'm guy. only mentioning it to anyone we offend. Right. Freeloader. I'll call them freeloaders. <laughs> oh my God, Andrew. Okay, he took it, <laughs> took it there. So now the other two are okay. Yeah. So and the only reason I say freeloader is because of Freddie the freeloader and old Red Skelly. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then Piper gets gunned down, and I was like, of course, because this is a Carpenter movie, so nobody's happy at the end. There is no happy yeah. endings. Like the uh, watch the thing, and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. But then now the the aliens are exposed. But I will ask you, what changes? That's a good question because th- this movie should have been called "They Lose" because yeah. they're still gonna lose. the The aliens aren't gonna be like, "Oh fuck," and then just leave. Like, they, well, I they... mean, I think this is probably concentrated in the LA area. So in New York, this didn't happen. So they're still living. And this is, this is eighties. So there's no internet. There's no, only the papers would run something like this or the evening news national Uh, Enquirer, Probably. They probably got a crew to go fix that satellite pretty quickly. Right. You know, I mean, that that would be the first thing. Fix the fucking satellite. Oh, my God. Oh, satellite. Just... I've been telling you guys for months. <laughs> There's just one naggy alien who's like, guys, I really feel like the satellite needs to I'm, be updated. Man, I feel like if we got one hole, if we got a hole in the Death Star, 
It's the fact that we're working on it with goddamn satellite when we're aliens from another. We could put it on our planet. Yeah. And it shoot. was cloudy the other day, and we almost had a problem. Yeah. For yeah, one second, I thought thinking. Jane knew I was an alien. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's it's like the I've I've heard the idea of like uh, in Star Wars. So in the original Star Wars. They blow up the Death Star, or even in in uh, Return of the Jedi, they throw the Emperor in the fucking reactor, right? And he dies. But the Empire is a political system. So really, uh, I mean, the later movies bear this out, but it's like you killed one guy and you blew up one ship. But that does not free all of the the people. Like, the Empire's still in charge. You know, yeah, so really, yeah. it's a it's an isolated incident. So... This is sort of similar to that, where it's like Rowdy Piper dies for nothing, you know. Now, yeah, once, yeah. once the satellite is fixed, because there's already a ton of people who know about them because of the resistance. So, I mean, right. it's not like Rowdy Rowdy Piper. I mean, he did expose more people to them, right. but the people that care will care, and then be told they were crazy once the satellite's fixed. Right. Well, and there's no, a ton of people yeah. that are that know but are in on it too. Oh, exactly. They're like, oh, yeah, well, I know. shit, Johnson, you look like shit today, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I got maybe my million dollars. Get, and... <laughs> maybe you want to put the human skin back on? Yeah. Oh, did you uh, see what happened to the fucking aliens today? It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, yeah, like, oh, I don't Lord. know if it's supposed to just be excess. I mean, it's a good joke, but the end where they're are just suddenly there's just suddenly a topless woman <laughs> in this movie <laughs> it's just like of course because it's 1988 or whatever you know? i thought it was, yeah, I I mean, thought it was like, funny it I, was it, expected it, back in the day yeah. it really well, was yeah. meg foster probably said no to any nudity <laughs> yeah. and she's the only other woman in this movie so they were like oh fuck i forgot to put boobs in this movie yeah. well <laughs> Yeah, this movie fails the Bechdel <laughs> test for sure. But uh, what test? I just, I just well, the yeah, Bechdel what's the, test. What's the it's, Bechdel test? It's uh like it's this thing in a movie. Is there a in the movie? Are there two female characters who talk to each other about something other than one of the male characters in the movie? Are there uh, two named female characters that talk about something other than a male character? Oh yeah, that does not happen in this movie. No, no. that's big old no. Uh, so, but. In spite of some of the weirdness, again, the pacing is so weird where it's like there's 30 minutes of setting up homeless Rowdy Piper, then boom, there's aliens, then Mm -hmm. I have to convince Keith David, then we have to stop the aliens. The we have to stop the aliens part is like 20 minutes of the movie. (laughs) And uh, in spite of those pacing It's like Game of Thrones. Right, the... It's that John Mulaney bit where he's talking about how you have to write happy birthday on a big piece of whiteboard and you're confident in the beginning you can fit it all. So you're like, big ass H, a big ass A. And then you're like, uh-oh, I'm running out of paper. So in spite of those issues and uh, with the underdevelopment of Rowdy Piper and uh, the many other characters in this movie, guess what? 10 out of 10. They live fucking rules. I love this movie. Yeah, uh, I I I definitely enjoyed it. Like, I like I dude. It being an hour and a half helps it so much. If imagine if this was like a two and a half hour movie. If this movie was made now, it'd be two and a half hours, and it would suck. 
It'd yeah. be so. It could. It could be the same type of movie, and they add an hour to this movie that is just this movie. Like they didn't do anything weird with it. It is just like an hour longer. It would suck. You can't have, like. We but we do it all the time now. Every movie's two and a half hours. I'm gonna look up how how, how long Top Gun is. Top Gun has no business being longer than an hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> I bet you Top Gun's a two and a half hour movie. I bet yeah. it is. Bet I just watched is. the new Jurassic Park. Two hours twenty seven minutes. Oh, you went to that. I huh? uh, you know one of my favorite like podcasts. Jurassic Park. <laughs> and two I hours know and it's eleven bad. minutes. Two yeah. hours and eleven minutes. Top Gun. Lo- Shave twenty minutes off that movie. I liked Jurassic Park until Fallen Kingdom, and then I was like, fool me once. And Whoa. and then I almost went to see this one, almost. And then there's this one guy that I usually listen to, like with his, he, him and I usually think think the same things are, are you know, pretty, pretty, you know, we're, we're pretty yeah. even there. Uh, his name's, uh, I think the 3C Films is the YouTube channel. His name's Corey, I think, or something like that. It starts with a C. Chris, anyway, nice guy. Uh, but he reviewed it, and he didn't give any spoilers, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait till I get home, or wait till it comes home on that one, because that, like, Fallen Kingdom made me scream into my phone for 45 minutes. I made a review. It's not available anymore. It's one of I, my favorite was... podcasts of all time. Jacob, can you please re-release that? I love it. So, <laughs> I, was t- I was telling somebody about that the other day. I was so I mad. It. I was no, so I, mad when... I was watching the trailers for this new one, and I just kept going, I don't think this movie's going to be very good. I <laughs> I know it's not going to be good. And then me and my fiance and her kids went to see it. So it's like, you know, uh, then they all liked it, and I... Got caught up in it. I have many problems with the movie, you know, uh, if I were to try to be objective about it. But, like, you know, it's there is still something about how incredible the idea of Jurassic Park is, like how strong that totally. idea is as a concept, that I'm just like, it's fucking dinosaurs, man. Dinosaurs every, doing stuff. Every one of those sequels lives on the back of that fantastic first movie. Everyone, I mean, like there isn't, there hasn't been a sequel that has topped that movie or even gotten close to it. No, there, um, there are other movies like Jurassic Park remains. For example, prominent. one of the best the, movies ever made, The Lost World, <laughs> <laughs> which I have on VHS right here with this cool yeah. lenticular. Oh, uh, yeah, I found this in an antique store the other day for like two dollars. What's what's the funny Jeff Goldblum line from that Dusty that you, you said the other day? Oh, uh, from Jurassic Park? I thought it was in The Lost World. Because that is one big pile of shit, is Jurassic Park. Yeah. Which one oh, was it's, that? it's the same one. I went to the zoo, and for like four or five animals, there were no animals in the in their uh, enclosures to see. And so it made me think of the line in Jurassic oh, yeah. Park where Jeff Goldblum goes, uh, you, do, uh, you do plan to have dinosaurs on your dinosaur tour, don't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... Goldblum is bizarre in this new one he's like i don't know what he's i don't know what he's doing but uh lost world is one of the few movies that i've ever i've ever told somebody like there's a there are a few movies where i can tell you the exact moment that that movie is no longer good like (laughs) what is it as soon as they get to san diego that movie oh yeah they lose it yeah because like uh the the dinosaur that is on board that ship uh, apparently killed the entire crew <laughs> even yeah. in tight spaces where that big t-rex couldn't have fit 
there is a hand on the on the steering wheel of the boat that's dismembered from the rest of the human what killed all those people because they then have to open the the boat hatch to let the t-rex out isn't doesn't a raptor get on the boat isn't that what that's what they'd like you to think but they don't show that i you know I no, and, I know. That's what I. That, that this, might be. Did a raptor get on the boat, kill all the people, and then jump off before it reached the land? What the fuck? Well, I don't know what the raptor does, dude. That's not, he's a, he's it wasn't my week to watch him. You know? uh, but I thought that's. I thought that's what it was. But Lost World to me, like the idea that there was a site B and that the dinosaurs live free there, yeah. and that you have to go there. That's a decent enough idea for a sequel to Jurassic Park. I like the idea, and I think it has one of the most effective scenes in all of the Jurassic Park movies where the raptors attack those people in the tall grass. That's one of my favorite scenes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, every Jurassic Park movie has its moments. Yeah, that part rules. And then as soon as they get to San Diego, I'm like, oh, this this movie's bad now. I don't know what you thought you could do, but then it just turns into a fake Godzilla movie. Yeah, definitely could have my Jurassic Park movie. Definitely could have ended right before they did that, and I would have because it was already like at the two-hour mark when they got to San Diego too. That's another thing that was, and that was 1997, and that's like back when I was like, oh no, it's not over. Oh, (laughs) yeah, it's the the same when they when they leave Westworld. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. (laughs) As soon as those robots left that magical Western world, I don't want to watch that show anymore. I don't care if it ended up good. I just, I, I lost all, I, I did not care anymore. But there's, there's a, there's another Jeff Goldblum line. God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. <laughs> and then Laura Lynn or uh, Laura Dern says, "Dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits." Oh man. yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. The, yeah. uh, and in Lost World, Goldblum has a good line where everybody's amazed when they see the dinosaurs for the first time. And he goes, first there's the ooing and the aahing. Yeah. Later, it's the running, the screaming. <laughs> it's a real wet blanket to everybody else. It's a goddamn Debbie, Stegosaurus, Debbie dude. Yeah. And I, Rachel and Tashkid I, here. I must say, I didn't hate. The third movie, even though it's not much of a, you know, it's kind of a small bite, yeah. but uh, I like that movie. I think Jurassic World, the first Jurassic World, is a pretty good movie. I think that's a fun sequel. I, once again, it The Force Awakens Jurassic Park, sure. and uh, which now with the new one bringing back all the old people, they definitely yeah. Force Awakens Jurassic Park, and you know, I I just. Uh, I'm glad it's over if they said that's going to be the last one. And I'll, yeah. I'll watch I'll watch the new one, but Locusts. <laughs> yeah, no no spoiler uh alert yeah. for for it, but it it does have to go a long way to try hum- to justify the its own win. existence. Spoiler that's what I'm saying. That's what I win. found out. The the way the two <laughs> the two people or the two groups of people are brought together is well, also the the new ones the problem with the new <laughs> ones is there there's this underlying plot idea where it's like we can weaponize the dinosaurs and i right. hate that i hate They've that been trying to do that yeah i don't care about that at all and, and i just keep thinking like that's so stupid if a country spend its money on a t-rex like a bomb kills a t-rex quick like it's not. Yeah. <laughs> they they act as though if you bought two T Rexes, now suddenly you're the global superpower. And it's like, dude, a T Rex has got to get real close to something to to kill it. And know? it 
in the last movie when they're auctioning them off and they show like there's this gun that if you aim the gun at the target and then pull the trigger the dinosaur will attack the target and I'm like, you have a fucking gun aimed at the person. <laughs> yeah, <what are> <laughs> no one and else think... attacks the target when you point a gun at it and pull the trigger. A bullet. <laughs> I, I think that's left over from the idea. The original reboot of Jurassic Park was going to be like they had combined. At least one of them was like they had combined humans with the dinosaurs to make this other species that are like dinosaur bounty hunters. And I'm like, okay. I don't hate that idea for a movie that's not Jurassic Park. Don't make my Jurassic Park movie that thing. Make a different movie about bounty hunting dinosaur men, and I'll probably go see that movie. Yeah. Well, uh, and I think, yeah, I think they just left over like, oh man, wouldn't a country want three raptors? Wouldn't they spend a fuck ton of money to get three medium sized dog animals? <laughs> like, uh, you know, yeah. that are mean. But yeah, I. <laughs> I think wrapping it wrapping it back to they live. I think they live again. Lives outside of its own time. Like the Matrix is essentially doing what they live did, but yeah. the Matrix is a lot cooler in the execution of what it's doing. So they live is the the predecessor to that, and also they live probably a little bit too real for people. Where it's like you're a sellout. And money's bad, and capitalism is wrong, and uh, we need to be nicer to homeless people. And people were probably just like, "Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that, man. Not during the the happy Reagan years, you know." <laughs> yeah, that's probably why it didn't do well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, they were probably thinking that the money from the aliens would trickle down. <laughs> as a, as all as all trickle down and as it always does. Yeah. Yeah, it starts with the aliens, but. Yeah, I think this movie is a great sleeper movie. I, you know, 10 out of 10, but it's not, it's not, a, it's a 10 out of 10 B movie. This movie has to be viewed on the terms that it exists in. Like, it just is this movie. And I think it's great for what it is, but it's not, the concepts that are taken here and then people later do more with them, uh, like those are the a movies like the matrix couldn't be this and this couldn't have been the matrix yeah yeah i mean uh when a movie reaches cult classic status like this you just uh have to kind of 10 out of 10 it just because it has survived that uh you know, there's a lot of movies that came out the same year as this that i would say even you know maybe i watched them and i enjoyed them better that year or whatever but yeah we aren't talking about them 30 years later and whatever. So, I mean, yeah, 10 out of 10 there. I'd say if I, on the real, I give this movie an eight out of 10. I, I think it's got a lot of great concepts, but I think it, it kind of has weird pacing. Uh, the music's a little repetitive. I usually love John Carpenter's scores, but this is not my favorite one, but it, I don't hate it. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just kind of, it's kind of plotting, I guess is a, the best word I could come up with. Um, I, um, uh, the ending, the satellite dish. I just and see that's the thing. When like you said, you're you're in the hallway. It's got seven minutes left. They've just introduced like a mind blowing, like world bending concept. How do you wrap this up? Is there a sequel to this? No. Like how do they wrap this up? Oh, he shoots a satellite dish. Okay, well you know, 
if that's what you had, John Carpenter, I get it. It's just a movie. It's just a script. You were writing the script. You saw it in your head. You're like, yeah, he shoots the fucking satellite dish. It's, yeah, that's how, it's just a movie. But uh, it only gets an 8 out of 10 for what it could have been if you kind of like fleshed out that ending a little bit better and just, just gave it. But you know what? For what it is, fuck yeah. yeah. They live as the shit. <laughs> I love it. I love it very much. And it has a constant place on my shelf that uh ever since it's existed yeah I what'd, you think? <laughs> what'd you think andrew ah <clears throat> uh, you know it was uh the music was repetitive and it was driving me nuts at the beginning uh but it, it eventually it, it's not that bad like it comes back and I, yeah it, towards the end it was like a laugh it was like ah they're fucking doing this again huh <laughs> but um it was fun it's stupid like they definitely don't tie up every loose end and like we talked about, the aliens probably still win pretty easily. Like, it's probably just a minor inconvenience for them. Um, and, uh, but it's, I mean, I love Roddy Piper. I think had he just been an actor, he could have uh, done things, you know? He like sell, with, He sells it. I failed to mention that. Roddy, Roddy Piper, like, I forget that's him in this movie. That's not a, and not as, not as going yeah. through these things. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, I think. It helps that most of his lines were, most of his dialogue was just like one line at a time, sometimes even a few words or one word. Um, but I think if he got some seasoning as an actor, as a, like a movie act, a film actor, you know, he's, he acts in wrestling, but it's a whole different thing. Um, he could have been a leading man back then. I mean, he fucking looks like it. He's got the killer mullet. He's got the shoulders. You know what I mean? Uh, he looks like, he's got that Michael Landon face going on. And, uh, he's, he's, he's got charisma, but, uh, so like, I think he could have really done it. Um, <clears throat> I, for some reason I, I was like, I don't know. I was like hypnotized by Meg Foster. <laughs> oh dude. She's beautiful. Yeah. To be, to be honest, I, she's I like say stunning. the stuff, but yeah, she, uh, she's a crazy looking person. It's, it's like, I can imagine like having a conversation with that person how do you not like just stare at them in the eyes and just be like ah you know like yeah yeah that's and- a, that's not a human look that's just not a like she's uh she even played uh, lords of salem uh she's one of the witches yeah she's in a couple of uh rob zombies, zombie, rob yeah. zombies movies and like she looks like a crazy old lady look at her now andrew if i've seen how can... oh, yeah i know yeah, yeah she's, she's got like an crazy theory <laughs> got like an ethereal look she, she looks has a like glow this, to her she really does she looks like the night queen uh but <laughs> she uh she literally w- would have barely needed any makeup if she was if they wanted a, a, a female leader of the white walkers but um she, she like i don't know for some reason she was like hypnotizing and her demeanor was weird like the acting direction that she got i i've never seen her act in other things <gasps> thank you for bringing her up again i have a question oh okay. um um okay like he 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 goes to her house and they get out of the car and you know he not suspiciously at all like has a gun pointed in her back and he's like getting her across her driveway yeah <laughs> there's a guy with a fantastic mullet oh yeah across the street and he's like Are you okay and she's like i'm fine yeah and uh is that a wrestler did anybody recognize him as a wrestler because he looked like I looked, I didn't see him as a wrestler, but I can believe that he might have been. Because I thought it's weird that they keep the camera on him as though he's a guy that you should know. You know, (laughs) 
uh, in like a cameo. Like you'd be like, "Holy shit, that's Captain Lou Albano or whoever." But I, I don't, I didn't recognize him. See, I even thought Captain Albano when I first yeah. saw him, and yeah, the Hawaiian I'm looking, I'm looking at the cast. I, see if I can just see neighbor or Nosy something like neighbor. that. She yeah. calls him. She gal. She calls him a name. He has like a name in them, and I thought it was weird or interesting that like another dude comes out on the balcony after. That's Larry. Is, Larry Franco is neighbor. Yeah, there was another dude there. Yeah, yeah it's like I, a gay I, couple. I think. Yeah, and he lovers. like they like shrug and then they go back inside. Yeah, that, and the dude, it was like completely obvious that she was not having a good time, and no. that he had a gun in her back. <laughs> and like, it's, it's a different like, time. It's like, a different time. Yeah, yeah it was. It. And you know what? There weren't cell phones everywhere. You literally to call the police. You had to. It was a pain. Call in the, ass. the police. It was a pain <laughs> in the ass. You know, they're like, please hold. What do you see? Oh, okay. Well, I got somebody over there. Uh, so, for Piper, I'd say I'd say this is better than any Hulk Hogan movie. They live. Oh uh, yeah, maybe uh, Suburban Commando. Is that what you're thinking? I knew to make a mountain. No, because there's I mean, there's no holds barred. Suburban Commando, Mister Nanny. Uh, okay, yeah, high, these, uh, is it okay? Yeah, I mean, that's not even a question. You're high right. noon at Mega Mountain. I, Suburban Commando is a fun movie, but I don't know if it's good. I haven't watched Dude, it. Can while. we count Rocky Three? I would say that that is a movie that Hulk Hogan appears in, but he is right. it is not a Hulk Hogan movie. Can that we count? Be. Think about it. Can we count the sex tape? <laughs> that was not entertaining yeah. at all. If, that was, it, was in, it was entertaining. High Mega Mountain. It wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> it didn't, it, it wasn't successful. It was entertaining. <laughs> it was like watching uh, Hulk Hogan fuck like a regular dude was like really weird. Doesn't he like, he's like, he's got like IBS too. And he's like, well, no, he had, like, he had bad some sushi. bad sushi, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, man. He Ooh. says it during the, the tape. He's like, shouldn't have had that sushi. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know okay, that when right, that leaked, right. he found out. And he's like, oh, man, this, this fucking even the sushi thing's on there, huh, brother? Yeah. Oh, so man. I, I, think this is, I think he's more successful as an actor than Hogan uh, is. It's just he didn't ever get – not that Hogan got uh, choice projects, but Piper got this, and then he got a movie called uh, Hell Woke – what is it? Oh, no. Hell Comes to Frogtown is the name of the other – movie from Roddy Piper that came out this year that I have some information on that I'd love to get to in a minute because this movie sounds fucking insane. I've never seen it. <laughs> have you seen Hell Comes to Frogtown, Jacob? I have not. Okay. <laughs> I know nothing uh, about this. So, uh, first, I will say this movie was number one at the box office the week it came out. It made $4.8 million in its opening weekend. Uh, and it costs three million dollars to make. So, in total for its run, it uh it grossed thirteen million dollars. So I would say this was probably a mild success for uh, John Carpenter. But he says that they pulled the movie from the theater too soon because it was too real. Uh, that people weren't into it. <laughs> like goddamn, uh, Universal Pictures was like. Yeah, we'll make it. Not going to watch it first yet. And then it started to make money. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what is this movie? No! No! <laughs> Wait uh, a minute. 
<laughs> it, it spent two weeks in the top ten. So the top ten the week this movie was released, Andrew. If I count They Live, I'm going to say you've seen one of these movies. <laughs> oh, this, it's it's this, probably true. Yeah. and uh, Every once in a while, though, I surprise you. I've only seen two of the movies in this top ten. I'm going to say, Jacob, that you have possibly seen up to six of these movies. Ooh. Uh, just because uh, you were alive and uh, watching movies more than. I so. was watching them. <laughs> so, uh, number one, of course, They Live. We've all seen that. I've seen that I've one. I've seen yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number two is the U2 documentary, Rattle and Hum. I've seen that. Yeah. I have not seen that. Yeah. I, it baffles me that in the 80s, YouTube was, I mean, I guess they were famous enough to have a live concert album. That seems crazy to me. But Yeah, it was it was weird when it showed up in the video store. I, <laughs> I was like, what is this? Yeah. Same as John uh, Lennon's Imagine. I was like, what is this? Who's that? Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, number three is a movie called Everybody's All American. Never even heard of this movie. Don't know. Uh, number four is The Accused. Oh, Jodie Foster. Good one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, stop me, Andrew, once you've heard of one of these movies. Yeah, I've, I'm going to uh, go make a sandwich. <laughs> number five is Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Which oh, I know. yeah. I might, yeah. I might have seen that. Jacob, the... do you think we saw that? Maybe. If I've seen it, it was at Jacob's. The one where he has the psychic link with the little girl. Uh, that's uh, the fifth one. Oh, doesn't the she show up in link, the fourth one? The psychic thought... link kind of begins at the end of the fourth one, but okay. it's not a plot point. I don't think uh, I've seen it. I'm looking at like screenshots and shit. I don't think I've seen it. Number six, there's a, number six is a movie called The Good Mother, which I don't know anything about. Don't know, don't know that one. Uh, number seven is Mystic Pizza, which I've never seen, uh, but I know Julia Roberts is in it. I love that movie. I love that movie so much. When I was a kid, I loved that movie, and I still love that movie. That movie kicks ass. Uh, number eight is Punchline. Another movie. Ah, uh, Tom Hanks, Sally Field. Great movie. Oh, that's right. That where he's a stand-up, stand-up comedy movie. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Uh, number nine. I think is... they. <laughs> I think comics make fun of that movie a lot for for like. It's a romantic just, comedy about two comedians falling in love. Yeah, it's just for like not having comedy right or something, like yeah. not doing comedy right. I can't, I haven't seen it though. Uh, number nine is Gorillas in the Mist. Sigourney Weaver, great movie. Yep. <laughs> number 10 is Alien Nation. Uh, I talked about that movie tonight. Uh, <laughs> Alien Nation is one of my favorites. James Caan, uh, fucking, I love that movie. I, I have that on DVD. Uh, you had eight, Jacob. I underestimated you. I'm sorry. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. And uh, Andrew had the one. I was correct. <laughs> Unless you've somehow seen Halloween for the return of Michael Myers. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that. I, I, I looked at screenshots. Uh, I do have Jamie Lee Curtis looks straight up like Charlie from the Chocolate Factory in that movie. <laughs> like, hold on. I'll find the picture again. Go on, talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. All right. So <laughs> then I looked up for the year just because I like doing that. I've seen five of these movies. Jacob, I'm giving you eight out of ten here. We'll see. And then Andrew, right. I believe you have seen four of these movies, so I'll run through them real yeah. quick. Okay, look at ten. The number the one, the number one movie of 1988 is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Seen that? Yeah. Great movie. 
the <laughs> yeah, she, oh. <laughs> she yeah. straight up looks like Charlie from the. From You're the, right, she does. That's interesting. Charlie. <laughs> that's what it, that's what happened to him if he would have kept the everlasting gobstopper. I know. That's yeah. That's that, no. Yeah. That's Charlie. A few years later, he's made all this money off the fucking. If anybody's sold. referencing, he's looking at the picture of Jamie Lee Curtis that Jamie Lloyd uh, in in Halloween Four is keeping in her closet in a shoebox. That's the one you keep, huh? That's yeah. the picture. <laughs> that's all the right. best one they got. Yeah, that's, uh, her that's her mother. He sold all the Oompa Loompas into slavery, <laughs> and he's, he's now he's, this is a, this is a rich uh, white collar fucking Charlie. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I've Who seen framed that Roger Rabbit is a masterpiece. Uh, it still yeah. is. It was a huge concept. Uh, that was the first meta movie. That was the first time I remember Donald Duck and Daffy Duck being on screen together was like a huge deal. Like, yeah, they'd never crossed anything like that. Yeah. So, uh, that's a Roger Zemeckis movie. They really, uh, like it holds up today. It's crazy how good it is. I haven't seen yeah. it since I was a kid. Great. Uh, like a kid, kid. <laughs> number two is coming to America. <laughs> I have not seen What? Andrew. Eddie Murphy, uh, man. <laughs> number three is good morning, Vietnam. Robin Williams. Yeah. You, I haven't seen that. You haven't seen Good Morning Vietnam. I haven't. I. You okay. know what? I. I am going to say if you count it being on when I was like <laughs> five or six a few sure. times, and I'd like look at it. But that's, I don't that's think how I, I've seen it. I don't think yeah. I've ever paid attention to that movie on like a Saturday afternoon. It's just on. Yeah, yeah uh, just, or like I'm at someone's house and their dad's watching it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. Uh, number four is big. Tom Hanks gets big. Dude, I fucking saw, love that movie. Saw that in the <laughs> yeah. theater. Fantastic film. Love, uh, love, love. Ooh, number five. Sorry. <laughs> number five of the year. 1988, you could make a sequel to a movie about a crocodile man. Crocodile Dundee 2, motherfucker. He comes... that's, a, that's a great movie. <laughs> uh, is that a knife? Is That's a knife. Is that a sequel? Uh, Number yeah, this is a sequel. <laughs> Number a sequel. six is Three Men and a Baby. Make a movie that's about a, three dudes and a baby. That's a really good movie too. Yeah, uh, I love them. Steve Gutenberg, Tom Selleck, and Ted Danson. Yep, and the, the money oh, was on the move. The money was on Gutenberg to come through, <laughs> and uh, didn't everybody happen. Thought, everybody thought Gutenberg was going to be bigger than he was. Yeah. He deserved uh, it too. He, Gutenberg's a lovable guy. The stonecutters didn't try hard enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's what the meeting, the Illuminati meeting, and they live was was the stonecutters. Well, what was was Gutenberg? I'm trying, he's Academy, in something when I was a kid that I I loved. Was he in the Big Green? Was it? He was it in take, the Big Green. He was. Yeah, he's oh. the dad. I thought yeah. He was no, he was. He was. Uh, he, he was. He wasn't the dad. He was the cop uh, that like befriended all of them. And uh, uh, it was like the, the the male role model in the in the group. That's like how in... I loved uh, David Allen Greer in the first Jumanji movie. I was like, oh, this guy's okay. hilarious. <laughs> He's uh, so funny, David Allen Greer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number seven of the year, 1988, brought us Die Hard one. Oh, Die Hard. Yes. Seen that one. I remember the day I saw that movie. <laughs> I uh, I I I uh, I got sick at school. I. I, I had a stomach ache and I kept telling them I'm going to throw up and they got my dad there 
and I got in my dad's pickup. I can remember this vividly. I was eight years old. I got in the pickup. Uh, we were on our way to the video store to pick up the movies, and I threw up in the truck. And then I'm like, Dad, you go to the video store, and you get today. Today's the day it came out. <laughs> Die Hard and Married to the Mob. <laughs> and he rented me Die Hard and Married to the Mob. I threw up again in his truck, all over the truck Ooh. on the way home. And then I watched Die Hard like five times. Married to the Mob did not even get played. I had to re-rent it at one point and watch it because like Die Hard was my favorite thing. I didn't care how sick I was. I was watching that fucking movie. I love Die Hard. Go on. Die Hard I remember was. the day I saw Die Hard. I had to fly back from Jacob's house. Uh, <laughs> and uh it, it was it was two years ago or a year ago. <laughs> uh number eight is Moonstruck with uh Cher and Nicolas Cage, right? I think so, or, yeah. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. So yeah. Been a uh, long time. Have I seen that? Not sure. That might be for me, that's uh what you were talking about, Good Morning Vietnam. I've seen right. it, I think, in in various parts but yeah i i don't think i ever seek that one out but i knew about it uh number nine is cocktail with the previously mentioned tom hank or tom cruise Tom cruise i have seen that that's a fucking crazy cool movie about a guy that is really good at bartending and he flips the bottles around and does like all these dance moves and shit and he's all badass that's that's uh, always a that's always a funny uh it's a funny skill to have yeah i remember when that came out i was like they made a movie about this and i watched it and i was like well goddamn tom cruise is so charming <laughs> yeah and that's after top gun i think top gun's 86 shot. and so this is uh before he just becomes a guy who <laughs> hangs off the sides of planes for movies and stuff right, uh, the number 10 of the year movie we've all seen i'm sure beetlejuice Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yes, I've seen Beetlejuice for sure. Yeah. Gina Davis walked past me once. Oh. She's she's very tall. She was walking up to me. She's like, she's looking down. That's a top 10. Beetlejuice made the top 10 making $73 million. Uh, because 1988 is a weird, different time. And Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It's the number one movie of the year, $156 million. <laughs> That's like a drop in the bucket these days, dude. Yeah, that movie's a failure if it only makes $156 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Million now. Absolutely. Uh, Roger Rabbit's got to make at least a billion to break even at this yeah, point. It's got to have a tie-in. and <laughs> Yeah. You know. you get Which uh, it did. Or, it had McDonald's, I think. The number one album this week is by the band Bon Jovi, who are from New Jersey. The album... Also called New Jersey. Fuck uh, yeah, dude! Right on. That's Wonder. the one that has Bad Medicine on it. Uh, bon Jovi's a, a silly band, but that song rules. So Bad Medicine is a good song. It really yeah. is. <laughs> you guys been uh, keeping up with Bon Jovi? I since I, it's my life, I can honestly say I have not. <laughs> he stopped responding uh, to my letters. <laughs> his most recent tour is gaining a lot of controversy because he forgot how to sing. Oh no! Like, pretty much completely. And, uh, like, if you just type in Bon Jovi Live 2022, you're going to find a whole bunch of, oh, my God, really? He's charging money for this? 
Um, but uh, yeah, man, check he it took out. Took his talent like Space Jam. I'll, I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> it, they it's, really it, did. And it's like, not he, like a, his vocal cords aren't there anymore. It's like a, he just can't sing anymore because he was a really, good singer. Man, it's like he just doesn't care. He just lets the crowd sing. It's like, it's like he just lost his soul or something. Like there's something, something wrong. And you know, there's guys that have to like lower lower their shit an octave or like drop yeah. the guitars or whatever you know and but this isn't that this is a guy that's just like lost all his will to fucking try and i th- it it seems it's very odd i i hope i hope i'm wrong i hope it's a i don't hope it's a medical condition you know i love Bob <laughs> Bobby, I, i'm saying it just I hope like he has with, horrible alcoholism <laughs> it's just like how can you not know that you're sounding like that and still charge like a hundred dollars a ticket it's just like come on man i know i gotta uh, find this for the zeppelin one-off show they had to mm-hmm. change the keys to a bunch of songs because robert plant's like hey i'm not gonna sing that's right he's like i can't <laughs> like, i can't hit I can't that anymore it. yeah because yeah, blew- your voice does get deeper unless well, you're like, the guy for- oh, sorry I was unless, say he unless- like he blew his shit out like 40 years ago so yeah, right yeah. there's a there's a band called steelheart and that guy still sounds exactly like he used to and i don't know what he's on but it's fantastic um but dexter yeah, there's- from offspring can still do it from what i've seen i saw i saw offspring live a few years ago yeah they he sounded fine. He yeah. <laughs> he has such a high, crazy voice. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, what? Why were we even talking about this? With Bon Jovi. Uh, yes. yes, because New Jersey is the follow-up album to Slippery When Wet. Right. So, right. Uh, and it went seven times platinum, and pro- it produced five Billboard Top 100 Top 10 hits, the most wow. Top 10 hits to date for any glam metal album, including Bad Medicine and a song called "I'll Be There for You." I'll be there for you. <laughs> These five words I say is true. So. You're on me. You, you could have made up a song right there. I'd have been like, yep, that's that Bon Jovi song. You, you, could be, you could be currently making up a song, and I'd have no idea. <laughs> um, I know that one. I know that one. So Faith, the George Michael album, is the number one album of 1988. Famously covered by Limp Biscuit and the, made their whole career. Yeah. Uh, and a good cover. That's a good cover. Yeah, that's a really good uh, cover. Oh, so, that just reminded me of something. Jacob, I got a question for you when we're done doing this. When we're done. No, it'll be on the episode. It'll be when oh, okay, Dusty's okay, done. Okay, okay, so, okay. Go ahead, Dusty. Number one song of the week. We can get there fast, but we got to take it slow. Kokomo, baby. Oh, shit. <laughs> 1988 Beach Boys. Oh, Mike Love-ass Beach Boys. If it was by anybody else but the Beach Boys, I'd probably like the song. But it's like, you guys made fucking pet sounds, man. Yeah. That's, that's the a... thing. No, they didn't. Not those guys. <laughs> Not those guys. <laughs> yeah, Brian Wilson made pet sounds. I, yeah, I think, I think Brian got kind of railroaded by Kokomo. I think he like found out they made it and was like, what? what? You made this? Yeah. Um, Call it something else. It's a, <laughs> num- it's a whole other band. A number one song of the year, also Faith by George Michael. So oh, good, good yes. song. That's yeah. good. Yeah, George George did it. Uh, the top selling albums of that year are George Michael Faith, Madonna, You Can Dance, Michael Jackson Bad, and mm. Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses, which also rules. So never heard of that one. Yeah, it's a it's a sleeper hit, you know. Yeah. Got a track or two on it. Uh, the modern rock chart was actually started in September of 1988. So, 
the number one modern rock song of the year is Peekaboo by Suchi and the Bandits. You or Suchi and the Banshees. Yeah. Susie and the Banshees, yeah. yes, yes. Which huh? I was like, that's weird. How could that be the number one song? And I was like, oh, it's only from September. So that makes <laughs> more yeah. sense that they would end up uh, on there. And for the week that we're looking at, Orange Crush by R.E.M. is the number one song. It's a good song. Interesting. Good song. All right. That's, uh, that's some good stuff. Good company. So I want to quickly, uh, sorry, go through Hell Comes to Frogtown is the other Rowdy Piper movie. Okay. Uh, from Wikipedia, it is a 1988 American science fiction movie where Rowdy Piper plays a guy named Sam Hell. <laughs> Who, this never, oh my god. Yeah. I it like is set, it already. It is set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland where few fertile men and women exist due to atomic fallout. The government places high priority on those who can still breed. And shortly before the movie opens, a group of mutant amphibians who had been exiled to the desert by humans capture a group of fertile women using them as sex slaves. Rowdy Piper is a nomadic traveler who wanders the countryside and uh, does some not cool stuff, apparently, before he is <laughs> taken hostage by a group of warrior women who then tr- uh, plan to use him as breeding stock <laughs> uh, for the fertile women that have been kidnapped by the amphibians. So this now he's got to go. Every <laughs> man's dream. <laughs> Yeah. Dusty, yes, yeah. I will do the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Are you proposing to Jacob now? We'll I do it. We'll do look. It. So the sit that's the mutant city is de- derogatorily referred to as Frogtown. That's so. Rowdy Piper's got to go on a mission to is save. He hell in this. Yeah, he's Sam Hell. I got, Sam I Hell comes. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Hell comes Frogtown. So why why does Sam Hell not escape? You ask. Because he is forced nope. to wear an Listen. electronic protective codpiece <laughs> that will explode <laughs> if he tries to run away. <laughs> okay, we have to watch this movie. I gotta I, look at what's it called? Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> I, I bet you forget. Yeah. I bet it's on Voodoo. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean Tubi. Is, I bet it's on yeah, Tubi. On the Tubi. guy who It's on Tubi. Good. The guy who co wrote this movie. Wrote the novelization for Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Yeah. Uh, like the 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 book that goes with the movie. Uh, yeah, it's it's free on Tubi. I mean... Don't even have to sign in to watch it. They don't give a fuck. I'm sorry, I found a strange article of clothing on my floor which confused <laughs> me. And What'd you say about Terminator 2 Judgment Day? The guy who wrote co-wrote <laughs> Hell Comes to Frogtown wrote the novelization... Of Terminator oh. 2. <laughs> so, nice. Uh, and his friends with James Cameron. So I don't know. Uh, we got to watch Hell Comes to Frogtown at some point. Uh, yeah. 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 Jacob, so, go ahead. Oh, sorry. This dude made a bunch of terrible, crazy ass movies. So one of these movie names is fake. Oh, okay. Uh, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> three of them are real. So you're saying so, that the guy that made Hell Comes to Frogtown? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So did he? One of these is fake. Okay. But the, he made a movie called Rollerblader, or sorry, Rollerblade, Rollerblade, Rollerblade Warriors Taken by Force, The Rollerblade Seven, 
The Legend of the Rollerblade 7, Return of the Rollerblade 7. Jesus Christ! Which one of those is fake? What was the second one? Rollerblade Force? Rollerblade Warriors taken by force. <laughs> That's got to be real. I feel so, like... What's the third one? Uh, the Rollerblade 7, The Legend of the Rollerblade 7, Return of the Rollerblade 7. And then the first one? Rollerblader. Rollerblader. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. I asked for the third one. Was that all the third one? Or no, 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 sorry. No, that's the, third, third, four, five. The, thir- the third one is called the Rollerblade 7. I'm going no, with... I'm going with that's the fake one. I'm going okay. with... I'm going. Okay, I have two things. I'm going with Rollerblader. Okay. I feel like the Rollerblade 7 is the most obvious real one because there's two other ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, there is the the Legend of the Rollerblade 7... Return of the Rollerblade 7 <laughs> as well. So, do you want to stick with the Rollerblade 7 as your answer, Jacob? Ah, damn it. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> Oh, you're right. Be... You're right. <laughs> yeah. Or, he made The Legend of the Rollerblade 7 and Return of the Rollerblade 7, and Rollerblade 7 itself is fake. You know what I mean? Right. You could be or, right. Or, or I'm going to back it up. The Legend of the Rollerblade 7 is fake. Okay. Oh, okay. And you're sticking with Rollerblade, Andrew? Rollerblader. Okay. Uh, I lied. They're all real. So <laughs> <laughs> every one of those movies, as well as a movie called Pocket Ninjas, Dude. Kill Kill Overkill. Oh, yeah. Little Lost Sea Serpent. What do you I'm mean? Joking. Oh, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Roller Gator. Also real. So <gasps> That Gator did. Uh, he also made a movie called Guns of El Chupacabra. <laughs> nice. And Lingerie Kickboxer, Guns of El Chupacabra 2, The Unseen. <laughs> this guy's a prolific man. Yeah, and uh, Max Hell Frog Warrior, as well as, as a movie called, uh, hold on, there's a sequel. Where the fuck is it? Return oh. to Frogtown, 1993. <laughs> Wonder oh. Piper was a fan first and then wanted to be in one of these movies? or Yeah, maybe. Vice I, versa. Uh, well, this guy also directed a movie called I Like to Hurt People, which is a movie about pro wrestling. So maybe oh. that was his in. Hell Comes um, to Frogtown got some decent reviews. I, uh, <laughs> well, it sounds fantastic. How could it not? Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Yeah. So it's free on Tubi? It's on yeah. Tubi, bro. We got to do it. All we right. got to watch it sometime. Yeah, uh, I'm always down. If you guys do a wrestling movie, I'm always down. Like Suburban <laughs> okay. Commando, I'd love to do that one. Yeah. I have a great impression. I think we could do No yeah. Holds Barred Lloyd. as well. We could do No Holds Barred and uh, the and Suburban Commando. Yeah. No Holds yeah, the, Barred is insane and terrible. The arm wrestling movie? No, No Holds Barred is a, it's a wrestling movie oh. with Hulk Hogan, but he doesn't play Hulk Hogan. He plays a guy named Rip. <laughs> is Hulk Hogan in Over the Top? Is that the... I don't think he's in Over the Top. Uh, no. Sylvester Stallone? Uh, yeah, it's... um, No Holds Barred also has movie. Zeus. Tiny Zeus Lister. I've seen No Holds Barred. Yeah. I do not quite remember it, I guess. Uh I thought it was over the top, but I know I've seen it. I love Tiny. No, Zeus I found Lister. it to be. I found it to be quite normal. Not over the top. Speaking, speaking, speaking of over the top, Jacob. Yes. What What do you prefer? Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal. 
or <laughs> Alien Ant Farms, Smooth Criminal. Ooh. He ooed. See? See, J- Dusty <laughs> prefers the Alien Ant Farm version. And it makes me want to shut the studio down and quit the podcast. <laughs> Listen, that cover is a great cover. And it it actually makes the song better. <laughs> should just end, I should have just ended the podcast right there. <laughs> that cover, listen, I, that cover I, is a great blank. <laughs> I, can't, I can't in in good. Uh, I mean, like I just can't like everything Michael does and did production wise, and and just just he's a he's a fucking genius. And I I don't know if I'd say it's better. But I'd say that that cover, out of all the bands like Limp Bizkit that did like Faith and like all those new metal bands like they, Orgy did Blue Monday, you know they all had their uh, their cover that made them famous. I'd say Smooth Criminal is probably the most quality song of all of that shit. Dusty, and, it's, that's... and it's and it's funny. <laughs> that's what I really I... like about it. See, it's, have they even the, the music <laughs> video. <laughs> I love that shit. He, that music he, video is in a wrestling ring. It yeah. really was doing a lot for me at the time. They do so. the lean. Yeah. You know, like it it it's nothing but a good time, dude. Dusty, he he ultimately <laughs> agrees with me, but I feel like this is a loss for me. Like I don't feel <laughs> I don't feel accomplished in this. I don't feel like uh, sure. I got any closer to Well, and I've I've told you, I don't know that it's the better song. It is the song that I prefer. I just, I know, and I, I get it, and I get subjectivity, but it still bothers me. Yeah. When I listen to Michael Jackson's version, I miss things that are in the cover. Oh, yeah, man. the drums and the Michael like Jackson voice. And you, you okay? Have too much... You okay? <laughs> the the, the drums and the and the Michael Jackson version are so '80s. There's so much reverb on them. That is not a style. That is not a drum sound that I what enjoy. About, what about that? That that I don't know if it's bass or guitar. That yeah. oh, that's that's amazing. It's great. Oh, yeah, it's and he oh does that God. on the fucking guitar on Alien Ant Farm. He does. It's that. not a. It's it's well, not a. Great, it's not a question of it being like infinitely better. There's just small things in the Alien Ant Farm one that I prefer that that switch it for me, like. <laughs> That's that's all that's all it is, and you take the vocals because you're a singer, and I listen to the drums, and I like the drums better on the Alien Ant Farm oh, one. I hate, and I, I, I hate the vocals in the Alien Ant Farm. Yeah. One. I'm like, this is a Michael Jackson song. That guy but actually that... has a really strange cadence when he sings. Uh, if you listen to, they have a song called Movies. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know that one. I don't know any of their other. I like that song. Yeah. They have a song called Movies, pretty good, but he's like, when I see ya, and he's like, he's like, got a real weird inflection, and the movies didn't hit it, you know, like that's their only hit. But yeah, he does sing weird, but that that's just kind of one of those perfect moments. Well, and uh, I appreciate he he knows his lane. He's not trying to yeah. be Michael Jackson. No, no, he in knows a, he's joking. Cover. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just he's just fooling, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, but... he fooled you guys. Uh, th- but, but one more thing today. That fucking guitar riff, turning that bass line into a dun 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 dun. That's fucking hot. 
it's a it's a good riff. I'll give it that. But when it when it is replacing a Michael Jackson song, I was I I was I, I struggle. It's a uh, tribute. This is just a tribute. Is, <laughs> gotta believe it's it. True, but it's <laughs> hey, part of that song is this is not the greatest song in the world. It's, not. Um, it's a tribute. Something that uh, speaking of something that J- Dusty loves and I hate. It's the 25th anniversary of Face Off today. Oh, boy. Yeah. I might watch it tonight. Yeah, do it tonight, Are you bro. speaking of Peaches? Peaches. <laughs> Peaches, the movie. Yeah. That stupid face rub bullshit that he does. Dude, the whole... I do that to my wife just to annoy <laughs> her. Look, I'm man. Like, I love you. I said, look, look, man. I said, look, man. <laughs> that and Con Air, it's, it's like... Con Air is the way superior movie. It's but they're they're both delicious garbage food. Like Connor yeah. makes me cry. Like Face like, Off makes me laugh. Yeah, uh, look, I'm not. Uh, I like to imagine Face Off just the insanity of it's Nicolas Cage pretending to be John Travolta, but he has to act like Nicolas Cage acting like John Travolta, like. It's insane to really. It's an like, abomination. Yeah, to it's. <laughs> it's, it's because uh, neither of them can do it, and that's the funniest part. Because like right. I don't and feel then like you put, either of them really pull it up, pull it off. Then you put Not John Wu in there, and it's a whole other thing. You get some doves. <laughs> I'm Castro Troy, motherfucker. It's <laughs> the two, the gold plated guns. It's like, it is, the yeah. perfect amount of excess. It's so good. The the scene where he tells the other guy he wants to take John Travolta's or he wants to take his face off oh. is face it, off. yeah <laughs> like that's not in the that's not in the script. The other guy in that scene just had to react to what Nicolas Cage <laughs> was doing, and it makes it so much better. I love that movie. I'm uh I'm you know what the first time I watched it was when it was when it was new. It it came out on video. I rented it. I had no problems. I don't know what <laughs> happened. Like, yeah. I, it seems like like some Mandela effect shit. Seriously, because like I saw a good movie, I was like, yeah, yeah. And then stick with that years, instinct, Jacob. Twenty years that's, later, <laughs> that's we what... sat in a room and turned it on, and we were like, "This used to be good." And right. we were just, it was, it was rough. But you know what? I'm with you. If I would have watched it and liked it that first time. And then not taking it back to the video store, maybe kept it and like turned it on every once in a while back in then. Cause that's what I did with Con Air. I had Con Air and I'd watched it over and over and over again. And I love Con Air, but I'm sure I haven't seen Con Air in a long time either. It's I've just as, it's just as stupid. Right, right. Uh, you know, but it's got that fucking bunny, dude. Yeah. Well, and it's got <laughs> uh, John Travolta, fucking Malkovich. Won't, won't even talk about that movie. Yeah, in interviews, yeah. he hates that movie, but it's it's perfect. It's bad food, but it tastes good. Yeah, like yeah. well, it's like The Rock. Yeah, The Rock also rules. You know, yeah. Broken Arrow. That movie's dumb. That movie rules. Oh wow, uh, Broken Arrow. Yeah, so, that was dumb and good. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Like it's the I way that I feel about the, the Fast and Furious movies now. Like no, I, I won't, I won't go there. Uh, you, you of course are going to do whatever you're going to do. I would recommend skip everything else. 
Watch from Fast Five on. Fast Five is where they figure yeah, out the formula. I messed up and watched the first one, though. So now I'm just like, ugh. No, but I saw the first <laughs> one, came back for Fast Five. That's where they figured it out. It's superhero movies, but they aren't wearing a cape. That's it. Every I, single movie is just like, what's the craziest shit that some people could do? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And it's it's perfect I, for two hours. I liked Triple X, so what can I say? Maybe yeah. I will like it, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever find out. I don't know if I'll ever fuck around. And <laughs> you don't want to fuck around because then you're going to watch all of them. No. You know, from nah. five to nine. Five to nine is all you need. <laughs> nah, the, son. The opposite of the Dolly Parton song. <laughs> from five to nine. Uh, all right. That'd be so funny if I was like, man, just the Friday the 13th series, just watch five to nine, man. It's I'm like, telling you, it's, man. It's like gonna, that's where the sweet spot is, you, bro. You say that, but we're gonna turn on this. We're gonna do this fucking hell comes to Frogtown, and you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna turn on your Zoom, and it's just gonna be Fast Six fucking posters behind you. <laughs> you're gonna have, you're gonna have gl- sunglasses with flames on them. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of things have to do with my mood and and how tired I am when I watch something. If I'm really tired and I, like Fast Fast and Furious, I remember I fell asleep. And if I fell asleep watching a movie, that means I was really tired and I cannot enjoy anything if I'm unless like I have movies I turn on because I'm like I turn on Dawn of the Dead when I'm tired. That movie has no surprises. Right. I know <laughs> I know every second of it, the original, not the remake. I know every second of it. So like when there's a boom or anything like that, it's a very familiar one. I just go to sleep. It's like golf is on. There's zombies and maiming what, and stuff. That's what I do with but, old wrestling. Just throw yeah, on. Exactly. You just know every fucking hit, you know? You're just like, ah, good. I can fall asleep. But yeah, yep. um, there are certain movies I love as much as you love Face Off, and I understand. Listen, Thank you. I know what I love is it, and it's you two guys. Right. This is a three hour podcast. So we got to finish twice as long as that movie. (laughs) Yeah. And that movie had no business being this long. So, (laughs) yeah, we should learn something. (laughs) Yeah, but we're entertaining. We're having fun. Yeah, we're having fun. One of those is true. We had a good ending. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We win in the end. It's not nihilism. So. Uh, thank you, of course, to everyone who listens. Uh, I don't know why you continue to do so, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> Andrew did not drop the socials at the beginning, but you know how it goes. We're on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we're on Instagram. We don't tell your friends, goddammit. Yeah, we want <laughs> millions of people listening to this three-hour podcast. At the beginning of the podcast, but I forgot to uh, this time. So, And Jacob, I know that you had some music stuff last time. Do you have anything that you would wish to promote to the various wow. people that listen to this? very close to releasing um or uh, working on an album i've been obsessed with it for about a year uh finally had a buddy of mine hop on board and help me finish it uh we are pretty close to something we're it's, we're getting it's there. awesome it's awesome andrew I've, andrew's I've, heard a track or two yeah i've, I've heard okay. i think maybe like three and it's you might have heard more than, yeah, yeah i, I, I keep... love i love everything that i've heard it's way different uh so are you releasing it under is it it's jacob cotner right you're just gonna do yeah. it like solos and then uh yeah he's at jacob cotner on instagram <laughs> and uh yeah you have to follow the pendulums the dot pendulums are our, our band on instagram and uh yeah yeah, so for me on the radio. <laughs> yeah, and uh, as is our way, we are not oh, wait. sure what. 
<laughs> oh, go ahead. Got to cut out what station I worked for there. I remember I said the weed thing at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I have to make an edit now. Fuck. Yeah. Why you so, got to ask me where I work, weirdo? That's why I was laughing about it, because I didn't think you'd actually say it. Oh, you never do. I'm a company man. Uh, you're, you're in with the, you're in with the alien Illuminati. Sunday at 9 a.m. to cut Jacob's station out of the podcast. <laughs> And put this but keep, in there. But keep that in, yeah. Thanks, Siri. Uh, yeah, so, I keep it in. You do know what I do. I don't work nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I work for no man. I have. And I don't smoke weed. No name. <laughs> so, uh, as is our way, we are not sure what we are doing next week, but we'll be back for more hijinks. Uh, yeah. Because uh, kayfabe may be dead, but we're alive. The Snart Marks Podcast, sometimes with Jacob Codner. Thank you, everybody who listens. <laughs> See you later. Bye-bye.